Hi, I would like to thank Frank Stevens, Eric Young, Zach Alderman, Ronald Lewis, and Third Seconds. All of these people have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kicked us a couple of bucks a month. Thank you so much. You can be like these nice people by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. It is a simple and easy way to support this network and all that we do. Yeah. Uh, additionally, you have a little bit of time to go to DuckFest August 31st uh, in Portland, Oregon. Uh, this is 2019. If you're listening in the future, August 31st, 2019, uh, for a full day of podcasts, $15 at the Clinton Street Theater. Go to duckfeed.tv slash DuckFest to get your tickets now. <laughs> My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is Games Club Podcast. And this week we are continuing our discussion of Final Fantasy V, which is a JRPG uh, developed and published by Square for the Super Famicom in 1992. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, we both play the GBA version. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, for, for people out there. Uh, and yeah, go back and listen to our last episode. I, we always say that. I don't think there's any danger that someone is starting with a part two. Like no, you're, no. Really, you're not an idiot. You you know you know how numbers work. Yeah. If you're listening to this, um, you know you had to buy that phone with money and stuff. Mm-hmm. These numbers, things like you know how numbers work. <laughs> but uh, this will make a lot more sense if you listen to the last episode. Yes, uh, the last episode where we covered the the generalities of the game and also the first world. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we ended that. You know, our party had uh, you know failed to save all the crystals. X Death came out and said, "Yo, what up?" and went back to Galif's world. Galif and Kryle, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm settling on that, uh, said, hey, we need to go back there and stop him. You guys keep it chill here. But Bartslot and Ferris could not keep it chill. So they powered mm-hmm. up some meteor with a juice and they hopped into the portal themselves, waving goodbye to the world they knew. Bart certainly has zero chill. Yeah, it's right. like one of the things you can say about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so with, with our three uh, person party, we start off on this island. And uh, the game wants you to rest mm-hmm. here. Uh, and the way they do that is by making every enemy on the island drop a tent. Yes. Which is some weird fucking signaling <laughs> uh, to just like we need. Why wouldn't this just be a cutscene when you land on the island? <laughs> like, just, why did you need me to do a fucking tent? <laughs> so I, weird. I don't know. I just I just like the idea that this used to be a dick sporting good or an REI <laughs> <laughs> before yeah, the split. gigantic. 
that pyramid yeah uh, the, the, yeah the, the gigantic sports pyramid that exists yeah. um yeah and just uh you know unfortunately it, it blew up into a bunch of tents and everything <laughs> you, if you wanted to you could farm for tents here because the, the battles are pretty easy mm-hmm. um because i didn't remember that i needed to rest when i got here so i did i was waiting for like a timed yes yes trigger to move me forward and eventually mm-hmm. i rested just because i had been fighting a bunch of these creatures mm-hmm. um when you do um you're attacked by a, a creature called an abductor mm-hmm uh, and you get abducted. Yeah, the, the, these are the flying monkeys that are sent out uh, to come grab you because X Death yeah. he's back in his old stomping grounds. Uh, yeah, and you wake up in a cell in his castle, mm. uh, and this is where we get really start to meet X Death and get a sense of what his uh, what his general demeanor is. Uh, yeah, every single text box that he creates just has the words "wahaha" written in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's so this is this is a thing you know like. I, you know, and also like buckle up, right? Like whenever we do one of the uh, JRPG episode, uh, people get mad at us uh, <laughs> and because we don't like the same things that they like. Yes. Right. Um, it, you know, see that pro ZD, you know, opinions on the internet. Yes. Sketch, which is primarily, primarily true. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I like this half of the game less than I like the first half of it. Yeah. And part of it is because they're introducing this character thing and the thing with X death, right? So like, Last episode, we stumbled upon that really good pitch for Final Fantasy V that the game doesn't bear out, mm-hmm. which is that, like, what happens to a world that, like, a demon gets banished to? Mm-hmm. Here, when we start actually learning about X-Death's motivations and stuff and how he wants uh, Null, like, he's this ultimate nihilist and stuff, that does not comport with cackling evilly. No. Like, he's too he's too malicious for he, somebody who wants nothing. He, and and he's he's just generally drawn very broad. He doesn't yeah. have anything interesting to say. We, there's no there's no philosophy behind him. And it doesn't what philosophy you can imagine does not match his character. No, no. Um, and so this is like all the dialogue with him is kind of horseshit. Like it's mm-hmm. none of he doesn't say anything cool. There's like a part where he's like your insides can uh be exposed to the air or something like that yes i can't remember what the exact phrasing is but he says it twice in like the same paragraph like mm-hmm. somebody who's like didn't think you heard them when they made a joke yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> like he's just he's just small time uh-huh. you know he's he, he sounds like a henchman yes and then this should be like there should be a real character mm-hmm. who's controlling this guy or something and it just doesn't happen i know no. that's weird for us to want because that's a, a problem with final fantasy games but it's uh yeah so he's just cackling maniacally like just very uh, evil on the face of it yeah yeah he's a silver age comic book villain this be, i mean and this this very much could be um a result of just bad translation or localization and the GBA no, translation is supposed to be very good but like I, yeah i don't know it's, it not, just, it's not perfect but it, it's supposed it, to be very good it, yeah so. it just like I've, i have no idea if in the original text he is he is characterized with any more genuine menace you know yeah like the the gba translation and i've not played the fan translation so i I don't have it for comparison that's generally considered to be the best one i like just i don't know if you know the gba one which is done by the same people who did the gba port or or translation for 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 four um if that has like both of them have this just thin layer of frosting which is just you know super goofy humor attached to it yeah you know yeah um i, I have no idea if x death's characterization is a casualty of that but i don't yeah there's i don't know for sure either so but little there <laughs> yeah regardless of which he doesn't get a lot of lines he doesn't get a lot of backstory mm-hmm. you know that, that's particularly interesting and here he's again just kind of cackling us taunting us etc yeah, yeah. 
Um, um, he weirdly uses a uh, a mirror to broadcast our hostage video because we arrived <laughs> in the middle of this uh, siege on his castle as Gallif's army is you know charging across the big bridge. Yes. So he, like, um, he casts our image up into the sky to say, look who I have, Gallif. Yeah, Gallif has been busy. Yes. Uh, since we uh, we sent him back, he uh, you know has started his actual assault mm-hmm. on us, uh, Um Because he broadcast this hostage video, basically, um, Gallif decides to rescue us. Um, he rides a wind, dra- a wind drake to get to us, and we get this brief segment where we're just playing as, as Gallif. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is kind of interesting. You know, yeah. like it's very easy balance to be very easy. Like there's a thing they do later where they take away party members where I think they for too long and they don't balance it. Yeah. Here at the very least, they know like, hey, you could have been building Gallif up as your like white mage healer. Mm-hmm. We need to we're not going to. You know, this is not the time for rigor. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we eventually we get a boss fight against uh, Gilgamesh. Right. Uh, Gil- Gil- Gilgamesh is um, a good character. I like Gilgamesh. Yeah. He is yeah. very charming. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and while also still being an archetype, right? Like he's just a guy who lives for the fight. Uh, yep. you know, he's a, he's a big dummy and, you know, is a comic relief character. Uh, yes. but yeah, you know, we've, we've seen him at X death side, uh, here, um, earlier in this, uh, in this section, uh, and he comes down to, uh, to fight and yeah. it's it, really just a, you know, like a, like a melee fight between him and Gallif. There's a reason why Gilgamesh is the character that is brought forward mm-hmm. from this game, right? Like there are, there are jobs and kind of aesthetics and things that are referenced mm-hmm. later. Yeah. Uh, in Final Fantasy, right? Like you end up with like Riku, who, Riku, who basically has the chemist moveset. Yeah, yeah. From this, um, but Gilgamesh is the recurring character, and also we're going to run into another thing. Mm-hmm. But a couple like Final Fantasy standbys come from this, and Gilgamesh is one of them. Yes. And rightfully so, right? Gilgamesh mm-hmm. is fun. Yes. Um, you fight him. After you take him out, and again, there's nothing really to it. You just fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, walk out. You you rescue the people. Uh, your your rest of your your team already. You walk out the the front door, go up to this uh, the the big bridge, mm-hmm. right, um, and fight several waves of monsters before Gilgamesh comes shows up again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know we we've been hearing uh, during the entire assault the, the the battle on the big bridge. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, what else is there to say about battle at the big bridge in terms of a uh, music track? You heard yeah. it like I use that as the intro um, song for this. Yeah, yeah, um, very good. It has a couple different like movements in it or whatever. It, it changes. Mm-hmm. It's like very dynamic. Yeah, uh, in a way that I really appreciate. Yeah. And just that the the uh, organ in the beginning, that prog rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just organ, the, the, the crazy uh, arpeggiator. Yeah, that is that's incredible. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, really, really great track. Like probably a top ten Final Fantasy track mm-hmm. for me. Like it's so good. Yes. Um, the way this bridge works is really interesting. As yeah. you're walking up the bridge, because enemies will pop up from off the bridge to fight you. Um, this is, I didn't find this out until I was researching later, but this is associated with tiles that you step on. Hmm. You can get through this whole thing without getting in any fights if you just avoid certain tiles. <laughs> like certain tiles are trap tiles. That That, that is uh, one of the cool things about these games being so popular and this one having been around for so long is just that people have discovered that. Yeah. You know? um, that's cool. I, I had no idea yeah. that was how that worked. Yeah, like there's nothing, it doesn't change how you play. Like it's still mm-hmm. probably best just to go in a straight line and run into a few fights because that's the dramatic beats, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you're doing, you're fighting on your way out. But if you want to, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. It just, I, you know, if, if you're a person who likes knowing that information exists, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the fight with Gil- Gilgamesh with your whole party is not terribly different. Like he's a bit of a pushover until about halfway through when he uh, kind of he, he, he does this thing where he's like, oh, my gosh, you guys are so tough. Uh, blah, blah. And then he puts up uh, he puts up buffs like he puts up shell yeah. and, uh, and and protect. And then he starts doing uh, jump attacks, which yeah. is which is pretty bad. It looks very goofy because yeah. his sprite doesn't move. <laughs> yeah. So the whole it looks like action, like somebody picking up an action figure and making it jump on another action figure. It looks basically. like he has to return to his home planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, it comes up. But it's a better fight than the first one. Yeah. You know, not not a a terrible fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and he you can't kill him. He give you know yeah, once you right, do enough damage, he flees. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you get to the end, uh, Xdeath puts up a big barrier around his castle, which I mean, begs the question why he didn't have this barrier up before. Ah, maybe because right? he just like, got back. He just woke up, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess he did wake just wake <laughs> up. Um, and this uh, expands, kills a lot of troops as it pushes through them, and throws us across the world. Mm-hmm. Like pushes off us off. And this is the th- reason why we can't just go to this castle, you know, during this thing. We have to work on this barrier, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we head to a town called Regol, and uh, when we when we rest at the inn, uh, Gallif gets up at night. And then Bart gets up and follows him. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's more of these like in conversations in this game than there were in four. Mm-hmm. You know, like in four, there's the uh, the very famous one with Edward. Right. You know, play, uh, in the desert town, uh, mm-hmm. that first uh, desert town. Here, it happens a lot more frequently in this game, which is kind of good. Like it, mm-hmm. it's it's not. I like this method of storytelling, yeah. even if I don't love the story it's telling. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, with these things. So Bart gets up and follows him, and they talk about the battle they just had yeah. and do some soldier talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also Gallif, like he gets up explicitly to go drink. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because again, the the, uh, the most charismatic member of our party for yeah, sure. Absolutely, and of course he's the one yeah. who has to die. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. So we leave here, and the only path out of this town is through a uh, forest. We reach a small forest, and we get in, and we meet our first Moogle. Um, and not just our first in the game, the first one in the series. Um. Gonna have gonna have to um gonna is that have, true? that that is not true. Um, Where, I, I thought they appeared here. I I just uh, just pulled this up um, because I, I I figured that might have been what you were doing and I was unsure. Uh, no. it, yeah, their their first appearance was in Final Fantasy oh, the two. three and the NES yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, not in two, in three. Uh, no. Did you say? Oh, yeah, they 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 were they, they were in two. All uh, they were in two. All, yeah. Uh, it says three on uh the Final Fantasy on, wiki. On, yeah. Um, Recurring uh, first appearance in Final Fantasy three. Uh, down here, appearances in Final Fantasy II. The Moogle was first created as a race called Cryon that lived in cold regions. So they used it's the uh, they weren't called Moogles, but they had the same Moogle design. Oh, weird! Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's, well, this, this wiki is horseshit because in the very first paragraph <laughs> it says three. Yeah, yeah. If you go down to appearances, it uh, it says Final Fantasy II. Again, well, which I, one is it? <laughs> the um, they were first called they were first called Moogles in uh, in Final Fantasy three, but the design uh, is used in two. Yeah. yeah. The sprite and details evolved into the beaver race. Oh, no, no. That's in an earlier version. Mm-hmm. So, it looked they were scrapped in yeah. Final Fantasy 2. They didn't first appear in Final Fantasy 2. Ah, so, if you look yes. at the thing on the right, those are the prototype versions. It mm-hmm. says, uh, first appeared along with several other races, uh, but then were scrapped. Yeah. The sprite and details were evolved into the beaver race mm. in Final Fantasy 2. Yeah. So, in the cutting room 4 and 2, mm-hmm. for real in 3. But for, for certain, five. not used for the first time in 5. Yeah, yeah. For some yeah. reason, I thought it was five. So it's like another mark against five. What are you, what are you contributing <laughs> to the canon, five? Yeah, um, uh, real-time research rules. 
Yeah, it, well, it's the um, I I was certain it was though. It was cert- the the certain it was the first time. Mm-hmm. It is the first time they've shown up. Like when this showed up in America, mm-hmm. it was like the first time they showed up in America. So it was the first time that I could have seen them. Of the first time they, the first time they showed up in America was six. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. F three. Yeah, yeah, shit. Well, the earliest chronological time that they showed <laughs> pre taped Colin show. Yeah. Right? The, uh, the, Final, yeah, Fantasy, Final is, Fantasy 3 never came out in the States until the DS version. Until the DS version. Yeah. 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 Which it would actually be the first one. So, or two if you're hacking the ROM files. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, regardless, um, they're critters. We are wrapped around the axle, Gary. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, they're, they're little, they're little teddy bears with bat wings, and they got, uh, they, they got Bilbo bobbles coming up yeah. off their head. Moogles are cool. Yeah, Moogles are cute. Um, we, uh, we reach one, we watch it fall through the sinkhole, and we follow it to rescue it, and we're in a water cave. Yeah, uh, here, which is another conveyor belt <laughs> dungeon, basically. Yeah, I was so irritated. Anytime where I cannot control my movement, please do not give me random battles. Yeah, it, it seems like it ought to be really super simple. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And again, it, this is uh, an articulation of bad JRPG, JRPG dungeons, where this actually does both. Where you're mm-hmm. kind of solving a puzzle to make the way forward mm-hmm. to choose which water path, and you're trying to optimize it so you get uh, treasure. You can't see the end of these different conveyor belts, right. so you're just making a guess. And then while you're guess, you are still while you're thinking about it, still being interrupted by random battles. Yeah. So just just absolute trash mm-hmm. uh, as a dungeon. Um, we get our first pudding type enemies, and I don't care if they're the first ones in the series or not. Yeah, uh, for the, the, the first ones of the they're game. In four. <laughs> yeah, they're the first ones in the game. They're in four. Yeah. Um, so you guys remember these plans? Mm-hmm. Um, a classic Final Fantasy enemy. They tend to have an elemental uh, affiliation yeah. and be very resistant to physical damage. Yes. Maybe these ones I think are aspects, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty gross. They antiquated oh, they're, they're, antiquated meat jello. <laughs> yep. Yep. T- tomato pudding. Mm. Um at the end, the Moogle is facing down uh, a boss here, the Tyrannosaur. I'm sure there are tactics for this, but it is uh, you know, a giant uh dinosaur skull sculpt, so you just throw a phoenix down at it or cast rays and it dies. So yeah. yeah. Yep, you can you can kill undead. And again, that's one of the good things about this game is that enemies uh, tend to follow the same rules. Yes. You do. Um, so then we, we get to the uh, the Moogle takes us to the Moogle village mm-hmm. um, where we have to go here. Um, I didn't get the the costume in this. I, I missed something. So I didn't end up getting into all the houses. Oh, yeah. Um, I just ended up doing the, the critical path. Not on purpose. I wasn't trying to rush it. I just didn't click on the right spot and do no, that. No, the, I mean, it just, it, just looks, it just looks like a Moogle that is standing at the back of an otherwise empty house. Yeah, uh, but then you climb inside of it and you walk around, and I think uh, that that's how you get one of the uh, the elven males or whatever it is. Good armor yeah. that lets you uh, makes it you know gives you a high evasion rate. Uh, the, the Moogle whose guardian gives it to you because they fall in love with you in the suit. <laughs> Sad, yeah. It's like Daffy Duck or like uh, Roger um, when uh, Elmer Fudd fell in love with a Elmer Fudd made of dynamite. <laughs> yep, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, so you can go talk to the Moogle, and I forgot that this was a thing, that, a skill that Moogles have because they never have it elsewhere. Uh, Moogles in this world, in this game, they are telepathically linked, so they technically have a hive mind. Yeah, it makes sense for those little antennas they have. Ah, uh, true. You yes. know, so like I, I assume that Moogles are little Wi-Fi hotspots. <laughs> basically <laughs> you could just have like you'd open up your uh you know your phone and just be like kupu kopopu mupu 
kaboop boop, you know, and just be like, well, shit, which ones do I choose? <laughs> which is the highest bars, you yeah. know? And then as you gain society, you get higher bars. They like have a stronger yes. signal and they all worship the, 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 the mighty 5G, mm. you know, I at, mean, the, at and, the top. And, and that's why they act as mail carriers too. Just general information yeah. routers. Email carriers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, the, uh, but yeah, so they can, they can telepathically talk. Yeah. Uh, so when you talk to him, he talks to uh, Cryley, uh, Kryle, who has a Moogle. Right. Just kind of conveniently. Yeah. Uh, yeah who says that you're trapped buddy. here. It's a house Moogle. Keep him yeah, around. house Moogle. Yeah, like yeah. a house elf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, saying like, hey, here, here's where we're at. And so now whenever the wind drake comes out, there's an awful lot of hand-wringing about whether or not we're tiring the, we're, we're tiring the poor fella out. I This, this again, I, I know this is going to sound nitpicky, but drove me nuts because, like, he's exhausted Mm-hmm. What's wrong with us like sleeping for a night and then him showing up in the morning in instead danger. of like risking it? Yeah, we're not in danger. We're in like, the fucking Ewok village. Are, are I mean, are we in danger? Is it <laughs> in the implication that the Mo- the Moogles are going to expose us to the dark web through their Wi-Fi? <laughs> like, I just don't know what we're in danger of. Like, why not just wait a minute? But yeah. there are all these manufactured like dramatic situations with the Windrake mm-hmm. that could be just solved if you just chilled out and didn't act like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, you know. And 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 here's yeah. us asking for a lack of urgency, whereas we spent a lot of the last episode asking for more urgency. However, uh, it it is it is bad and dumb. Yeah, they're different. Yeah. They're different things because the the here the uh, one there's like a major not just a character that our characters love, but a major strategic advantage, mm-hmm. right? Being able to fly around on the Windrake that you're risking mm-hmm. for this. And we've already, like, we sleep all the time. Like, I guarantee you between now and when we actually do the assault, there's going to yeah. be some, you know, some lack of urgency stuff. So just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's inconsistent choosing. Yeah, we sleep all the time and they hit the, they hit the same note, like, to the point where I feel like the Windrake is supposed to represent something. Um, yeah. And we get a cutscene a little bit later that kind of explains a little bit why Lena's hung up on it. But yeah. Yeah, it just uh like they, they they really really wring their hands on it and it doesn't it doesn't seem to add up to yeah. anything. Doesn't doesn't and tired is not that big of a threat right, to me. Right. Like exhausted is such an easy fix mm-hmm. that it just doesn't it doesn't sell the drama very well. Um Do you think that's just PR wind- talk? Do you think that the uh, that the Windrake is actually in rehab? <laughs> it could be like okay. Charlie Sheen, the Windrake. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I'm checking we're, 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 in. We're, 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 we're canceling. I want to, I want to, when I grow up, I want to go to the Betty Ford clinic. Um, yeah. No, no, just, uh, you know, Windrake has to cancel the rest of his tour because of exhaustion, you know? Like regular Drake. Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't actually know. I don't, know, know, I don't know enough about Drake. Yeah. Just, the idea of there being a, there being the rapper Drake and then the rapper Windrake. <laughs> fire. Windrake, fire Drake, Ice Drake. <laughs> very funny to me yeah um so so uh, exhausted windrake comes and picks you up but again tons of hand wringing like almost kills him yeah right yeah. uh here's when bartz finds out that Gallif is is the king yeah uh and there's some comedy beats about that like oh i can't believe you're the king old man what were you whipper snapper that kind of thing happens yeah, yeah. um and the idea is to try to get to that castle to assault Exdeath, uh getting through this barrier at a weak point right um, however, they need the Windrake for that. They just mm-hmm. foolishly spent him. <laughs> like all this time that they could have, they're spending to go get the dragon grass. They could have just let the Windrake take a nap. Mm-hmm. You know, they're right there, solved. Yep. Uh, instead, though, they have to go get more dragon grass. Right. This game is sponsored by Dragon Grass. Mm-hmm. And something we did in the first half of the game, uh, we've got to yeah. go, you know, to Drakenvale to this world's equivalent of the Northern Mountain uh, to get this world's version of Dragon Grass. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. 
Um, um, so we leave the castle. A lot of hand wringing about this as well. Like there, there are the the enemy army is at the gates. Mm-hmm. Um, if we leave, it's like, hey, don't let us back in, no matter how much we beg. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we head outside. We do a, a quick fight and then head north to the village of Quelb. Uh, which is where the werewolves live. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the werewolves live under the under the the dominion of their leader Kelger, uh, yes. who um, used to roll around with Galif. Kelger was one of the original New Dawn warriors. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, roll and... around like you just like wear them out. You just <laughs> yeah. wrestle them on the carpet, yeah, yeah, you know. Just, just, just burn off some of that energy. Um, yeah, got to run about the terrier. <laughs> yeah. No, no, uh, Kalgar was part of the party that sealed uh, that that sealed X Death on our home planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, when when we show up, uh, Kelger fights us. Yeah, he thinks that uh, because we are from World A, we uh, you know where X Death was sealed, we must be in line with with with, with X Death. Yes, uh, one bad apple. You know, spoils the bunch, I guess, yeah. if you put the bad apple in there. Um, so you do a fight where it's basically just the sprites banging against each other and throwing each other against walls. Yeah. Uh, um, I really prefer uh, I prefer when Final Fantasy doesn't do this. Like it just if there is any combat, put it in the put it in the, in, combat, yeah, in the combat engine. Yeah. 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 I think it would look cooler. Yeah. Um, however, uh, Kelger recognizes Bart's technique because Bart's injures him. Mm hmm. Like seriously injures him, and he recognizes it, like, "Hey, I know that wrestle style." Bart's kills this man. Okay, he does die. Yeah, so, so he is going to die. Bart's does kill one of the legendary warriors of light. Which, like, what a what a great twist it would be if Bart's was the actual you know, string puller from the beginning. Like, uh-huh. all of his bad decisions were to sabotage us from the start. Mm. Um, the uh, he's like, "Oh, I recognize how you wrestle. You must be the son of Dorgan." He's like, "Well, my dad was named Dorgan," mm. and everyone, you know. Oh my God! Um, so that's that's why that's Bart's connection. He's yes. the son of one of the legendary warriors. Yeah. Uh, so Bart's is like Cecil in terms of being the son of an alien. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You know, and we get this flashback to you know when they had X Death on the ropes, but they realized, hey, we can't destroy him. Uh, all we can do right now is use the crystals of this world to reconstruct the seal uh, and keep mm. and keep him there. Uh, Dorgan doesn't want to let that doesn't want this to happen. Um, you know, well, so <laughs> no, no shit. Like, I mean, it's a pretty monstrous act. That is not. Oh, it certainly is. But, we, but like, like, like last episode, yeah. we didn't really talk. Like, they addressed that. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. So Dorian says, "Hey, uh, get you, you. You guys go. I met a lady, so that's fine. I'll stay here and keep watch over the crystals. That way, we can. I, I can at least assuage my conscience over this war crime. Yeah, and because yeah. he's in love with a lady. Yeah, he wants to make a Bart's." <laughs> um so that that's kind of gives us some more backstory uh backstory mm-hmm. um and we get a key to leave the village yes as, uh, as, the, the, as the mayor dies yep as the mayor dies from wrestle yep um he'd been wrestled too hard yes ultimate kayfabe <laughs> um so we're heading up to, to draken vale um the mountain itself is just kind of a dungeon yeah uh, there are lots of undead enemies here some of which are very tough but undead creatures that tend to be like you know if you have that kind of a that kind of brush mm-hmm. you're painting a dungeon's enemies with like that's good, yeah. You know, because you know it gives everyone kind of common weaknesses, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know you can your white mage can be a big damage dealer. Yeah, here you still have not unlocked Kuraga, but you can cure enemies for pretty big damage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Um, occasionally as you're going around, you uh, get into an encounter with Golem, uh, you know, with <laughs> a with a with a rock man who hits you once and then runs away. Uh, this is leading up to when you get near the top of the mountain, 
Uh, you want to be sure that you uh, get this guy. Uh, mm-hmm. You get into a random encounter where Golem is being gang- ganged up on by a bone dragon and a zombie dragon. And he says, hey, you got to help me, buddies. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. And if you defeat those the, those enemies, I think without without hurting Golem, he will join you. Uh, he even yes. says, it'd rock if I could roll with you guys. It, yep. So Go- <laughs> Golem's making these puns and stuff. And this is one of maybe the first appearance of Golem. I don't know. I'm, I'm gun shy about saying that now. Um, the uh, Golem is cool. Golem's mm-hmm. very useful. Uh, extremely useful in this game. Extremely useful in Final Fantasy Tactics mm-hmm. uh, as well. Yeah. Um, so what this summon does is it gives you uh, protection from physical attacks. I think it's equal to twice the HP of the summoner. Who has it? Possibly. Um, so you you will just not take the damage mm-hmm. up until that's done. And it's, that's just incredibly potent. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, probably my most used summon mm-hmm. uh, oh, in the uh, game. Oh, 100%. Like, it, it ends yeah. up being a uh, a replacement for Protect. Yeah. 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 My, like, a much more potent uh, replacement. And I think that, again, I didn't do this because I didn't uh, futz around with um, Chemist. Mm-hmm. This run through, but they have a, a thing called the giant drink, which doubles your HP. Mm. And I think that it is like a known combo to drink that and then summon golem. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. And then you end up with just a, like protection for basically the whole battle, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So oh. he's he's really great. A little goofy how you get him. The little encounters with him where he just hits you and runs away mm-hmm. are an annoying resource resource drain. Um, you know, oh, fine yeah. flavor, oh. but like a little bit obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, Golem prior to this was not a summonable monster. Uh, however, as early as Final Fantasy one, there were Golem type enemies. Oh, okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So um, not the same one, probably. Yeah. You, you um, just, you just want to make sure you get this guy. Like I just, this is the, this is the summon that I found to be the most useful. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. And also amazing in, uh, tactics as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Use him all the time. Yeah. Um, so near the top of the mountain, uh, or after you've done that, um, he joins you. Uh, we, we find the dragon grass, but in this world, it's actually this big monstrous, like vine plant creature. Yes. Um, so the wind, wind drakes are dying out because the only thing that heals them is a monster <laughs> and you have to like harvest it. Right. And this gets um, us into a fight with the dragon pod and the dragon flowers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which I found very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, the pod itself only summons more flowers. The flowers can do things, but if you are doing, um, so I, again, I'm rolling ninjas, right? Yeah. Um, basically, and I, I mo- basically kept that party for the whole game. Yeah. Um, I was just threw scrolls, yeah. and one to two scrolls would kill all the flowers and do damage to the middle flower, mm-hmm. and that's basically all I did. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Like even kicks will uh, will will get you pretty far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a standard Final Fantasy style boss fight, right? Where you yeah. got the 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 main big guy and a bunch of satellites around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, once you take them off, we, we get or take them out. We get the grass. Uh, we take it back to Battle Castle. We can't go in the front door, though, because they think we might be a monster. Mm-hmm. So we have to sneak in through the moat. Um, there's a great sword in the moat. Mm-hmm. Just a weird little thing you can find. Yeah. Like somebody threw it in there. <laughs> um, and uh, once you uh, sneak, sneak in, uh-oh, Cryley uh, is now bedridden. Yeah, um, yeah. She has a headache, and it's because there's tons of just psychics in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the sage Guido is uh, calling out to her. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this gets us, you know, the, our next thing that we need to do, we need to go find Sage Guido, uh, this, you know, sage that has been alive for centuries and centuries. But to do that, we need to get our Windrake back into commission. The Windrake refuses to eat the grass. So Lena, literally just repeating something she did in the first part of the game, uh, eats some of the grass, poisons herself with it in order to prove that it is safe. 
Yeah. 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 This, I mean, I'm at this point officially very sick of drama around this Drake. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, this kind of, this kind of makes a sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know exactly how intelligent the, the Drakes are supposed to be that they can understand this. Like, see, I'm eating it. It's good. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, but I just, it, they, we had just twisted the Drake for pathos mm -hmm. like two seconds ago. And I'm just, I'm a little bit over this Drake. Yeah. Like it's cute, <laughs> but I am a little bit over it. I like the sound it makes. So, it was designed by yeah. one of the best composers Square has. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but something should be said about, about Bow Castle. Uh, the, the basement here is a power leveling place uh, yes. where you're going to fight those statues. Uh, yeah. You know, you can only be in one part of it uh, because in the other part, you've got to break in through a cave to get Odin. But down mm -hmm. down in the basement, you can find groups of these things, these statues called Objet de R in the Game Boy Advance translation, uh, which are susceptible to level five death. So this is yes. this is where I powered up my Oracle while I was watching Chernobyl um, oh. <laughs> uh, because I did not want to go into the final dungeon without uh, without their look ahead ability. So I yeah, did the entire uh, yep, I did the entire last part of the game without any random encounters, and it was wonderful. That's pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had done. Yeah, I had done that. I didn't. You know, I I already done my done my grinding for this game. I didn't yeah. have level five death, uh, which I knew that it would be a way to power level, but I was trying to resist power leveling. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, in this, but this is the place where you can do it, mm -hmm. and this is planned, right? Like this is something you know. Obviously, the, the developers put this here, and they put it at this spot very intentionally. Mm -hmm. To give you control over that there's like two things that they do to give you a lot of control over your final party one is put this power leveling spot here uh so you can do it here and then two have that have enemies that give just absolutely generous ap awards mm -hmm. in the final dungeon yes. so you can get whatever party build you want yeah on the end which i guess is, is a good thing if you want to do it mm -hmm. you know um one of the things in that chris kohler book he talks about spending 10 hours here uh, and making his entire party at like max level. I don't know about that. And I was just like ten hours. Yeah, like no, that's a lot. The, I mean, so I, I I I could see doing it, um, but I can't see focusing on it. Um, no, for, no, I I think I mean I think he like he probably watched movies or something, right? Yeah, like possibly. you, you yeah. almost have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to do this, but I just I I couldn't couldn't bring it to myself to to do that, and I don't necessarily think like it's good that it's here mm -hmm. it's good that the the developers giving you that control of your party it's hard for me to think that this is like good design it's hard to think that that's to the just, best solution yeah it's the best solution yeah to, to those to those problems right like um i don't know, what I know the, better i just know that it, it doesn't ring right for me yeah it, it just doesn't seem like that you know the best idea is like hey spend a few hours doing this thing that has the language of an exploit even mm -hmm. though it is purely intended you know, just to beat this power curve and break the game. Like it doesn't feel clever to break it this way when it's just put here yeah. and encouraged by the, the developers, you know, like it's a little weird, like it's not horrible or anything like that. And I know I recognize this is my bias that is averse to, to farming mm -hmm. averse to, to, to grinding, but it is just like, I, it's hard for me to call that. I don't necessarily think this is good or clever Yeah, that this is here, you know? So there's, there's a part of it that I understand the impetus behind, but mm -hmm. Not my favorite thing. Yeah. So we take the uh, Drake to Guido's Island. 
however, Gino's Island gets sunk yeah. by Axtath um, at this point. At, at, at this point, there's going to be a lot of arriving at a place, cutting to Axtath standing at the top of his tower, cackling, and then something happening in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pretty consistently. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that happens here. Um, so we have to go uh, meet with uh, another person, the, you know, the fourth person mm-hmm. of the original warriors uh, who we haven't met yet, Zizat. Mm, Zipzorp. Uh, Zipzorp. Like, not a great name. Zizat. <laughs> X-E-Z-A-T. <laughs> Zizat. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Zizat, he presides over the Surrogate Castle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's another king, another person, Robo Galif, like we said. Uh, he's not here. They basically say, like, yeah, no, just go find him. He's on some boats by the by the barrier. It's fine. This place is worth exploring. Um, I think this might be where you can buy your uh, level three spells, your Aga spells. Mm. Um, yeah. Additionally, there's a library here. If you remember back in the uh, in the great library, uh, they were talking about like, oh, it's maddening. We've got this book that's m- missing half the pages here. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. they, it's, they've the, got, it's, it, it's yeah. the other half of that book, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you explore and go do some chores for somebody, you can find float, which is a useful spell because we're getting like, yeah. And the, uh, just when, when you get into the bullshit uh, dungeons that have traps and stuff. Yeah. Border, borderline uh, necessary for traps. Yeah. And then also it obviates earth mm-hmm. attacks basically, which is really important because yeah. there's some elemental gimmick bosses coming up. Yes. Um, uh, so you, uh, we uh he's heading so Zizat is gone. Mm-hmm. Um he's heading this kind of decoy armada at the edge of the barrier. Um the plan is to send that there to focus uh Xtheth's attention while they send a submarine underneath one of the barrier towers to like short circuit it. Mm-hmm. Uh the bar- there are four barrier towers. We saw these outside of the castle. Yeah. Um if they if one of them goes down, the barrier goes down. Yeah. So Yeah. So when we sleep before the attack, uh we are attacked. Because we rolled up a fake armada, we expected them not to do anything. Everybody seems really surprised at this. Yeah, it's real weird. Yeah. Oh, they they they, they fell for our feint. You know, <laughs> good hell? thing we were sleeping while it happened. Yeah. Um, and this is a lengthy ship battle section where you're just kind of running around doing um, scripted battles until mm-hmm. uh, until Gilgamesh shows up. Yeah. Um, and he's here with his buddy Enkidu, which is a little nod to the uh, to the actual epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, uh, and you fight him, you, you fight them and Kido is just a blue magic pinata. So there are mm. at least two of these encounters where you have enemies who will just cast blue magic that you might've missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is another thing where they just built in saying like, yeah, you know, we, you really shouldn't punish you for not, for not getting this attack in this other place. Yeah. So, yep, yep. Yeah. um, other than that, I don't think, I don't remember a lot about the boss battle. No, no. You know, it's like just a my, my strategy at this point is is shockingly similar for most fights. Well, yeah, because you, because you rolled up like people who just attack like rapid fire and dual wield all day. Yeah, every yeah. Day. I, I, yeah. you know, I, I'm I'm by volume seventy five percent rapid fire dual wield. Yeah, and then like a support character who makes those characters more effective. Yes, and that's basically what what I do here as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh but no, yeah i mean, I mean like like none of the none of the gilgamesh right? attacks are uh are, are actually like that involved like these are not hard battles like this is just a way for you to get comedy out of gilgamesh yes he's a comedy pinata yes um so we we eventually we go into this tower we've mm-hmm. done that we go we take the the sub right like are we head down are we at this point we dock the ship or something Something like that. Like like the 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 sub is like attached to the bottom of the ship. So you like you yes. go downstairs and then you just hop into it. Then you're a sub, and then you you go to this tower, mm-hmm. um, and uh, 
ZZAT says, I'm going to go to one generator. You have to go to another one and they have to be destroyed at the same time. Yeah. The generator is downstairs. The antenna is upstairs. Um, yep. And we're going to talk by whisper grass. Yeah. Th this game cannot operate without telepathy. Right. Uh, you know, there's, there's no, uh, so here's, here's the, the third form of telepathy. So they had whisper grass, the the, they had whisper grass in FF4. That's how Ed, uh, Gar Edward's song, oh, yeah. uh, transmitted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how uh, he communicates you in the magnet cave. Yes. Uh, yeah. what, what's funny here, and this, this is not going to be a nitpick because I just understand this is how writing works. It's hilarious that the whisper grass is just a walkie talkie and mm -hmm. <laughs> it just, in, in this culture that has no, you know, no experience with walkie talkie talkies they have walkie talkie etiquette or radio etiquette yeah so see that's like over and out like what, what, yeah. what does that mean <laughs> yeah. it just naturally developed yeah yeah like it just i understand that just from the localization standpoint like just that's something you do that's fine it, it communi yeah. com communicates what it is but it's just very funny that it just popped up like that <laughs> the the like the the nitpicky part of me wishes that this is what how the moogle communicate like maybe the moogle finds some some whisper grass mm, yeah as opposed to moogles just being telepathic right yeah, yeah. like or guido does mm -hmm. that rather than guido just being telepathic like it's not so much that having a form of telepathy mm -hmm. is bad it's like dark souls 3 with their like six kinds of giants yes right like it, it's having three different forms of telepathy introduced within about two hours mm -hmm. that is just silly when crowd is know? not uh, indicated to be a psychic at any any other time really yeah yeah, yeah it's just silly mm-hmm you know, um, so uh, this is uh, we're, go we're going up the this tower. It's very basic layout mm -hmm. of this dungeon. Like there's no real maze factor to this. Right. We're just right. Go basically going in circles. Um, there is an enemy called a reflect knight that shows up a lot who has reflect on it permanently. Mm -hmm. You know, and then one of these floors is lousy with dragons. Which are uh, big, you know, big rewards mm -hmm. for fighting them, but tough. Yes. Uh, at this point, have uh, the dragons in this game typically have a very strong unreflectable elemental attack that hits your whole party yeah blaze or frost or something like blaze that. or frost or, or lightning mm -hmm. um and they do it uh quickly mm -hmm. like um the speed of, this is the point in the game where the speed of enemies really started uh affecting me absolutely where sometimes like if uh, i was not you know annie oakley with the atb um, I would get hit by two things in a row very quickly and would die or lose party members. Mm -hmm. Um, this dungeon is the first dungeon I died, oh. uh, in the game. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was like a little bit of a wake up call just because it was just like, well, I have to stay topped off because, uh, you know, I, I'm my grinding that I had done in the first world has worn off now. Mm -hmm. And if I fight two dragons and they both very rapid fire, do both those elemental attacks. And then when they get their kind of, sometimes they get like a bonus attack, like they'll move yeah. twice. It feels like. Um, I would lose people who are very important and kind of end up in a bit of a death spiral. Yeah. I also noticed, um, you know, kind of like right when you get into this world, uh, there is a, uh, there, there is a difficulty, uh, not, yeah, if not spike, then jump. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's yeah, a, good a, way a difference between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't go back down. Mm -hmm. Like there's a little bit of a stairs. Yeah. So, yeah. um, at, at the top, uh, we run into a boss fight. Yeah. Uh, this is a good boss fight. I like this quite a bit. Atomos. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah uh so this is a big howling gate void uh yep. love the design on this bad on this bad boy uh and this is a this is a hard fight because it uses comet uh which is mm -hmm. a pretty spicy meatball at this point falling from the sky at you yeah um very strong time magic yes and um when your characters are dead their corpses are dragged across the battlefield um, you know, and when they yes. reach, when they, when they reach Atomos, they're gone out of the battle for good. And well, the trick here 
is to let that happen. Mm-hmm. Because if you uh, if you revive that character to stop them from being dragged in, that's what triggers Comet. Mm-hmm. Um, he will do one or two Comets, which are guaranteed to kill a party member. Um, and then once someone's dead, he starts sucking it in. Mm-hmm. So this is a DPS race. Yeah. Um, this is he kills whoever you kill. You hope that he kills somebody you can afford to lose. <laughs> right. Right. Which means, you know, you might think that means, uh, oh, I hope he doesn't kill my healer. Mm-hmm. You want him to kill your healer. Yeah, yeah. And if your healer is being sucked in, your DPS guys can just absolutely go ham on him mm-hmm. uh, and take him out. If he takes out one of your DPS guys, you're going to have to do another roll. Yeah. Basically. But he's not much. As long as you revive people, he can only kill two people mm-hmm. at once. He'll never do comment again while he's sucking in creatures no, I so never, he's, like, he's, a, he's a real gimmick yeah i never uh, noticed that i never noticed the yeah. gimmick in any of the times i did this so yeah. it's it's such an instinct to revive your guys yeah, right i know like, right <laughs> i want to be at full part power but if you don't he doesn't do anything mm-hmm. he just wants to eat yeah so i was very lucky uh he took out um lena who mm-hmm. is my my healer character of this yeah so i then i just had three people rapid firing him uh and was able to make like not short work of him but he didn't end up eating lena yeah you know, well, uh, so it still took a while. Regardless of his difficulty, it's still a really cool gimmick fight. It's super cool gimmick fight. Yeah. yeah. Like, again, that's, you know, the saving grace of the 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 fights in this game, the combat is are the the boss fights. Right. Yes. And I think that this is a really good example of a cool boss fight. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. So with the tower down, uh, we're sorry, with the, with the antenna down and the generator down, uh, the tower begins to explode. Um, mm-hmm. Zizat has done, you know, just the standard final fantasy or just fantasy thing where he's sacrificing himself without telling anybody uh which yeah. is a you know a huge dick move to gallif Real right? irish goodbye yeah <laughs> but uh, irish permanent goodbye yeah yeah, yeah killing yourself the, without telling anybody. the long irish goodbye <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah but definitely a dick move to gallif yeah uh you know in in questionable whether it was necessary Yep. I don't know. Yeah. You know, we, but, es- uh, we escape on the Windrake and there's very little hand wringing about its well-being. So thumbs up. Yeah. Wind- Windrake's better now. <laughs> the, um, uh, so now that we have a sub, uh, we can get to uh, Guido's cave. Right. Um, and Guido's oh. cave, really, it's just more cave dungeon. The only noteworthy feature. Yeah. You've got this uh, series of doors that is unlocked by treasure chest switches. Yeah. But yep. yeah, it's just, it's just uh, you know a movement tax, get, getting yes. you, getting you uh, random random encounters, FF five dungeon dot text. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then surprise, surprise, when you meet Guido, like there's this this little comedy scene where he's like a turtle, mm-hmm. and G- Bart's the absolute piece of shit. Immediately yeah. is like, hey guys, I'm killing this turtle. Yeah. Like just runs up and starts giving this turtle shit, like flips it over, yeah. like pushing it around, teasing it. And no one is like, hey, that's a living creature. Stop it. Yeah. Everyone just kind of standing there staring. Yeah. Just... It's a really surreal scene until the turtle advocates for itself. Yes. Uh, including Galef, who presumably knows that Guido is a turtle. Yeah. Guido knows. So like they're, they're like. Again, it's a is really the, weird scene this is a misunderstanding that didn't need to happen because Gallup could say oh a thing you need to know about Guido he's a talking <laughs> turtle <laughs> before before I introduce well, anybody to a turtle I let them know that the turtle is a turtle yeah. that's not just first principle yeah you know um, yeah. and you know again we're people could say we're nitpicking or whatever like Bart's goes and does this again nobody gives some shit for torturing a living being everybody's like hey dipshit that's the sage how did you yeah. just not how did you not know that before he talked 
well, there's a turtle. Yeah. You know, I saw a turtle. I'm going to kick it. Yeah. You know, he's just like, he's a very Beavis and Butthead kind of, Beavis and Buttshead <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of character. <laughs> the, um, so this is Guido. And Guido, uh, this sets off their relationship, their antagonistic relationship. Yeah. And one of the things I like about Guido is Guido is constantly just calling Bart's a fucking moron. Oh, he just gives him a never-ending world of shit. Like two discs of just Guido just being like, hey, you dumbass. Yeah. Like, oh, do I have to keep myself or are you going to fucking listen for once you piece of shit? Yeah. Like, Guido is so mean to Bart's in a way that I, I cannot get enough of. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Bart's will like repeat something to make sure that he heard it. And Guido's like, do I hear an echo in here? Yeah. Are you, are you not listening to me? This is about the fate of the world, you fucking moron. <laughs> like, Guido is so mean to him. And I'm into it because he's thinking, he's saying everything I'm thinking. Well, yeah. There's also. <laughs> It's either here or it's later, and I apologize if I'm jumping. Is this where he makes the reference that implies that uh, that references the Ninja Turtles? At oh, one point, it, it was no. Like, it was, it's during the fight. It's during the it's during the yeah. fight between Guido and X Death. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's 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 got he knows about the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. So just just know that Guido has a lot going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's been around for centuries. Um, you can't live. It's been for you know, I, I've, yeah. I've lived thirty years, and I've heard of the I've heard of the Ninja Turtles. Come on, yeah. You get Ninja Turtles about year 12. You're going to have to know, going to have to learn about the Ninja Turtles sometime, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, if they don't yeah. teach you in school, they're going to teach you on the streets. <laughs> um, so uh, Guido explains in, in between dressing down Bart's uh, that X-Death is looking for something in the forest of Moore, uh, M-O-O-R-E, mm-hmm. uh, and that because that's where X-Death came from. Um, and he's the result of evil spirits being sealed into a particular tree for generations. So just in um, case you wanted a little bit of Fern Gully in your Tolkien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I somehow like I knew Death was an evil spirit or an evil tree. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed the detail about evil spirits being within him. Uh, mostly like in the Slack, we were discussing his final design, which I think is goofy as hell. Yeah. yeah. Um, not you know, the, the very final, the Neo X death one, mm-hmm. the one that's just the big pile of sprites. Yeah. Um, I think it's really goofy and it does actually make more sense with him being full of ev- those are the spirits that were inside the tree. Yeah. yeah. I guess. But I, I missed that detail. I'd forgotten about it because it's not particularly important uh, to this. Like, I mean, we talked about the antagonist of this game being very sloppy. Like mm-hmm. it's not just unsatisfying and poorly characterized. It's also again, very sloppy. It's a lot of things. Yeah. It's a lot of things. And like, you know, like any, the, there's a version of this conveyed properly where it's like, Oh yes. A tree that came to life, um, you know, seeks to se- seeks to open the void. Like I could probably be okay with a version of that. We just didn't get a good one. Even, even the version of that is it feels like cross purposes because a tree coming to life should be like um, like the happening or whatever. Right. Like it should yeah. be an environmentalist message. It should be frankly. Mm-hmm. But this is not an environmentalist message. Yeah. You know, no. it's explicitly not like it, it starts as one and then it says like it's yeah. a nihilist message. Yeah, I, I was thinking I was thinking more in terms of like a world tree kind of deal, you know. OK. Yeah. Even and though I this is I'm on my egg, egg drizzle kick, you know, it's it's it. There is a ver- this is not in any no, universal no. World tree, though, like. You know, like the the commonality between a world tree and a regular tree is is there's not a line there. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're very different things uh, semiotically. Yeah. yeah. Um, the um, so like there's the, this this there's also a part of this that could echo them banishing X death the other world with this world banishing all their evil spirits into a tree. Mm-hmm. You know, and like what are the consequences of when you throw something away? Yeah. Where is um, which, away? What it wears away. And that's an interesting idea that this game doesn't do anything with. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's not me willfully misreading it. Like yeah, it just yeah. doesn't spend any time on that. And the, the, if that's the action, the reaction to that shouldn't be a return to void. Right. right. 
Do you know what I mean? Like it should be more personal than that. Like the mm-hmm. idea of like, hey, there are consequences to you stuffing this this tree full of spirits. Yeah. Like how you didn't think about how the tree would feel. That doesn't matter. There's an A-B disagreement with destroying the world and returning everything to, to Moo or whatever, or new mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so yeah, this is, again, it just, X-Death is a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, it is really weirdly weird and sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Guido says uh, the seal, uh, Guido maintained the seal until it was broken. Um, then the dawn, so the chronology, then the dawn warrior stepped up and sealed X-Death away in our world. Mm-hmm. And Guido gives you a, ba- a branch from the guardian tree. Uh, which will allow us to navigate this forest. Right. Um, you know. So we head to the forest, um, which is a really long, uh, kind of annoying dungeon where the foreground uh, gets in the way of things sometimes. Yeah. They, so they, they don't actually, you know, they, they, they do something that Square would eventually get right in um, Chrono Trigger with mm-hmm. uh you know different uh you know but just it's a it's kind of a mode i forget what mode it is but just layers of layers of sprites over top of things um and transparency so like, like a parallax almost yeah like like a parallax where you know where, where you're walking in a forest and you're looking you're looking through a transparent layer of like trees and branches and things like that here they've got a solid layer of trees and branches uh but it is you've got a like a like a circular cutaway around your character yeah. in the middle of it which just means that uh, the dead ends are even more invisible, which leads to you walking around more, which leads to more encounters. Um, and again, it regresses back to that. Yeah. Yeah. So not, not my favorite dungeon. No. Anything like that. Um, so uh, once you make your way forward, partway through uh, the ground begins to shake and the forest catches fire. Um, and luckily a Moogle helps you through a sinkhole. They love sinkholes. <laughs> um, and when we uh, come back in, uh, we exit the forest. There's really nothing there. But we can come back in uh, this burned out forest and make our way to the the guardian tree after the fire has uh, has has burnt out. Yeah. Um, this opens up a big path uh, to us. Like the, the the trees actually move out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get up here and we get a boss fight that I found very difficult. Um, yes. That killed me a bunch of times. Uh, the four crystals. Yeah. Um, it's funny that they're not named, um, and it's also funny that they are they very clearly have different elements. Yeah. Um, you know, very much highlighting what you're actually doing right here. Yes. Um, um, and the way that they work, the mechanic of how these things work, um, each one is associated with an element. Uh, and they will do strong but not devastating physical attacks mm-hmm. uh, until they're at critical. Yeah. And then when critical, they will do high-level elemental magic at you mm-hmm. um, and just spam it. Like, they get a speed boost. They will just go at it. So you cannot, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, get multiple ones of these guys in critical at the same time. No, no. Um, that will kill you. Uh, you're um, you're going to be tempted by this because all but one of them is weak to fire. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you say, like, okay, well, I will just uh, single that one guy out and, you know, spam a freak or whatever. Uh, no, you're going to get three of them in critical and they're going to just house you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and this fucked up my strategy, obviously, because I was using rapid fire, which is a target. <laughs> I forgot right? about that. Yeah. yeah so I didn't this, put that together I, until just now. I struggled with this quite a bit. Yeah. Um, the uh, And ultimately, I was doing really good damage just with double strikes as mm-hmm. well. Right? Yeah. Like half as much damage, but still, that was still very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was what ended up unlocking that for me. And um, keeping float up. Uh, so if you have float, the earth elemental one can't hurt you. Right. Um, so if you do that, um, there are other ways around this, too, if you've managed to pick up... Uh, any like a reflect ring. I think you get one reflect ring mm-hmm. from here. That makes you that character invincible. Yeah. 
to, to the second phase. I don't think you can get the reflect spell or uh, carbuncle. I know you can't get carbuncle yet. Yeah. Um, but there's there's other ways around this. But basically, it is the, like the ultimate like focus fire and keep your guys up. Because mm-hmm. uh, the physical attacks aren't fucking around either. No. No. Um, like this is a really hard boss fight. I died against this many times actually. Yeah. Uh, the, so. the physical attacks are enough that uh, that even Golem doesn't necessarily uh, do yeah. do you a lot of. Good. He'll he'll run out really quickly and they're fast like they are really fast like getting goal you know by the time my healer came up mm-hmm. it was a choice of casting golem or healing my guys who had already been pretty hurt mm. and what ended up unlocking it was that character just needed to cura be hasted and cast cura every round yeah on everyone and that was what kept my guys up long enough to start wearing down the crystals mm-hmm. and slow down the kind of death spiral so cool boss like cool gimmick very difficult yeah but good good uh, test of like understanding mm-hmm you know, uh, a couple different factors and cool hidden mechanic that doesn't is not immediately apparent. Yes. So, uh, so with those down, uh, it is real that oops, we did X deaths work for him. Yes. Um, you know, similar to carrying the bomb ring to the village or what have you. The villain has manipulated us into going and breaking the seals for you, uh, breaking the seals for him. You know, he appears uh, attacks with his full power. Um, Kryle senses the danger, hops on the wind drake, and gets knocked out. And this yeah. leads to Galuf's death moments. Yes. Uh, Galuf fights him, and this actually does take place in the fighting interface, mm-hmm. which is good. And the way they articulate this is cool, mm-hmm. right? Is that you continue to fight, but Galuf uh, doesn't, uh, he continues to fight at zero HP. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, I couldn't remember if this game was the, the game, like a game that gives you your equipment after a character dies, gives you their equipment or not. <laughs> So I had de-equipped Galif, uh-huh. but the trigger for uh, this fight ending is doing enough damage to Axteth. Uh-huh. So for a long time, I was just doing like 50 damage to him with unarmed attacks. That is really funny. Just kind of trying to run out the clock. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, oh, something's wrong. <laughs> uh, so I ended up equipping him with uh, some like lower order mm-hmm. weapons, you know, that still did damage, but well, yeah, I wouldn't miss yeah. if they were gone and eventually made it through. Right. Um, And this is our, our Galif death scene. Yeah. Um, you know, he eventually does go down, uh, after like pushing X death away. Right. You know? Um, and this is our little preview of like X death doing the high level spells and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it is the, uh, the, the, the Golbaz fighting Tela and using, yes. you know, the, th- the level, you know, Blizz three, things like that. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, Gallop's is, Gallop is dead. Everybody else is still, uh, incapacitated. He gathers this world's crystals, you know, because the seals have been broken and he leaves, uh, Gallop dies right in front of his granddaughter crow um and when they step outside the tree has granted him just enough power to pass along his crystal shards uh to crow yeah yep uh and uh that gives cry all power and now we have cry all yeah um so i mean noteworthy that this is a game where uh you know in your end party only one of your main characters is male yeah yep yep you're rolling around with the lady squad yeah Generally, it's also, um, you know, would have been intolerable with a game with this much character build and investment mm-hmm. to take away a character. Yes. Like, and without having done this, like this is an admirable move, just at least just because of the, the enormity of what the alternative would be. Yeah. Like if you had spent a bunch of time building up Galaf and then just lost that and they introduced like you got another freelancer or something. Yeah. That would be like a, a fatal error. Yeah. For the game. Um, as is, it ends up having very, like, Kryle has different stats than Galifet, so it has very little mechanical effect. Right, right. Like, she she just literally slid in in the same role mm-hmm. that he did. Um, and 
like kind of dynamic wise and emotionally wise to me it is a big downgrade yeah um like i thought it was cooler fighting one with this like legendary warrior Mm -hmm. you know and then two uh gallif was kind of fun yeah um you know i don't think he had the most personality (laughs) the most personality like he's not like there's no nothing in this game i think is really like one moment i think is left out laugh out loud funny which we'll get to Mm -hmm. um i don't think this is a funny game i think it's a game that has kind of aspirations of being lighthearted. yeah and gallif was a big part of that Kryle's personality trait that she replaces it with is, is being an animal lover, uh, right? I mean, is is she an animal lover? Because that, that, that's that's Lena's thing. I'd like like Kryle's personality is sad that her grandpa died. I, I guess that's true. I was getting her confused with Lena because yeah. there's not a whole lot of personality to go around. Yeah, uh, yeah. in here. Yeah, so I she mean, and she also she loves the Drake. So there's there's a little bit of her like. You know, yeah, to like know. to to an extent, but most of her scenes, you know, like the like the in uh, the the end scenes and things like that, is her reminiscing about about Gallif. Yeah, um, which it just it just doesn't it, it makes this it, game not pass the Becknell test. Like it, <laughs> it, you know, it's it's a weird. It kind of undercuts the rolling around with a uh, crew of all ladies. If yeah. the ladies on your team can't stop talking about the guys on your team, yeah, I I, you know? I, I doubt that. I doubt it was their intention to even try to pass it. No, um, I, but it just, it wasn't it just, at all. Of course, it, it's it, it's out. Uh, it's it, it's like it's it's not sized correctly. Um, yeah. for the for the rest, like it, it's not it's not enough for her. It's not enough for her characterization to stand on alone. No, no, she doesn't. She everyone can use more personality in this game. She could certainly use more personality. Yeah, and Mrs. Grandpa is not enough. Yes. And we have not had as much time to get you to know her. And we, you know, we're halfway through the game now, mm-hmm. you know, we won't get enough time to get to know her. And like, I, you know, there's a, there's an element where it's like, okay, this is kind of brave and cool that they killed off a main character. Uh, this is not trailblazing no, as a thing. Right. So like fantasy star two mm-hmm. had come out, which you lose your childhood friend that you got to know a lot better, like a lot more important you know, to the plot or at least to your character. Yeah. It's not like a stranger from an alien land, mm-hmm. you know, it's somebody who's elemental to it. And then you get the absolutely huge sweeping changes of melodrama in four. Yes. Right. Like where like you would lose party members regularly uh, and like, every hour yes, on the hour. Yeah. I get a little comical in that game. Right. But it's not, there's no, I don't give this game any credit for having you lose a main character. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that that had already been a trick that had already been. I can't decide if it's a good or a bad thing that it it kind of like manages to have both, that it manages to give you a new character with with no real mechanical cost to that decision. Yeah. While also like giving you the dramatic beat of losing a character that, you know, they, they want you to care about. Right. It's. You want the person to feel a mechanical cost, mm-hmm. right? That, that's that's Eris. That's uh, Final Fantasy IV. Mm-hmm. That's that's Final Fantasy Star II. Because of the uh, the mechanics of this game, mm-hmm. you know, as I mentioned, it would be intolerable to have yeah. this have a, a serious mechanical yeah. cost. So their hands were tied. Like they they couldn't they couldn't have this loss be something that uh, you know. <laughs> where, where the effect was felt holistically where the yeah. like it was the, the the story and the play were integrated and honestly because of the backseating of the story mm-hmm. of this game and the focus on play i think this is a thousand percent the right move yeah you know not just because it would the alternative would be bad but also because it feels like a self-awareness of kind of knowing that you know at some point you know the people who made this game like were thinking this was going to have these emotional beats and stuff. But I also think on some level, and I don't think this is an excuse or good, but that they knew the focus on this was on that crunch. Mm-hmm. They knew that, you know, when people were going to you know replay this in the future, 
people were not necessarily going to remember this for the storyline. Yeah. Like, I I think that, you know, I don't think it has to be a choice. I don't think that was a good decision, Mm -hmm. but I do think that, you know, it almost had to have been. I mean, right? like, like, but, but but did they know that people weren't going to think about the story? I mean, you know, you, you listen to Sakaguchi say like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do my best to make you cry. I, I, I don't. I mean, so the alternative, right? So I think about that. Mm-hmm. And the, the alternative is so it's the only thing that makes sense to me yeah. is that they knew on some level because otherwise they just forgot how to do it. Yeah. You know, and it's like uh, like, you know, when you have like Picasso makes, you know, cubism. It's not like he forgot how to draw a horse. <laughs> right. Like he could still just draw a horse. He's choosing mm-hmm. not to. Yeah. This has like it almost has to be. Like it almost has to be a decision yeah. that can be criticized, not a failing that can be criticized. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, I think that they were maybe trying to have their cake and eat it too a little bit with Sakaguchi. Sakaguchi's like, I'm gonna make you cry mm-hmm. stuff. Like maybe they just wanted to have a little taste of that, but they had to have understood at least a little bit on some level that this was batting below the emotional weight class of the game they had just done. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Like it, it this is a, the making the transference is a decision, I think mm-hmm. in deference of that, Yeah. that weight, that value. Yeah. It, it's still, uh, it, it, it's still ultimately the right decision probably because, yeah, yeah. you know, what again, th- thinking about in terms of what does it cost and what did you buy with it? Uh, losing a developed character and starting from scratch with somebody new, uh, incredibly expensive for an emotional beat uh, in a game that is not about emotional beats. Yes. So that, that it was the right calculation. It feels like. Yeah. Yep. If if you are forced into making that calculation and those trade offs at all, they made the right one. Yeah, I would have for many reasons. I don't think this death gives very much to the game. Like. All the, the Warriors of Light are, are dead mm-hmm. now, the original one. So there's a little bit of that passing of the torch. <laughs> well, thing, hey, the, the werewolf is dying. Yeah, the werewolf is dying. Um, <laughs> you know, is dead or dying. Um, but I just, I liked having Gallop around. Yeah. Like, he spiced things up a little bit. Again, I don't think the dialogue in this game is very funny, but mm-hmm. it was a little bit, he had a lot more personality. So yeah, I was sad yeah. to see him go. And there is a notable kind of draining of the game as we get into this and specifically into disc three mm-hmm. or world three, where it is, the tone gets a lot more serious. Yeah. Uh, and it's very easy for me to check out of what's happening. Yeah. Quite honestly, like this is still like good. I'm still enjoying myself at the game at this point. Mm-hmm. I have a very hard time with world three of this game. Yes. Um, which we will get to soon. Yeah. So, yeah. um, the barriers down, we've gone into the guardian castle. X death has the crystals. Things are about as bad as they can be. So what we need mm-hmm. to do is walk right into the front door of the castle. Yes. Uh, which we walk in and it is just a dungeon for a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we get to this dead end. Um, as we try to leave, it triggers a thing where uh, Kryle or Kryle, uh gets a, a strange feeling and draws upon Gullaf and the Dawn Warriors powers, which like, oh, cool, you can do that um, <laughs> to dispel, dispel the illusion. Yeah. Uh, and this is kind of cool. Like the castle is this like meat castle. Mm hmm. Like, I like this. Yeah. Um, I think this is cool. This is really um, good. Just the walls. Yeah. The walls are animated. Uh, yeah. Which is great, but yeah, no, just like it's all rib cages and skulls and stuff. Yeah, this is this is rad. Yeah, uh, give me a house made of of people. Mm, yes, uh, th- this is where Kelger dies. <laughs> Kel- yeah. Kelger gives his last gives his last in order to uh, in order to pass along the ability yeah. to pierce this veil. So like good. how Houdini died from getting punched in the stomach. Uh, kind of, you know, like it's just like, yeah. it's like a really it, it, you know ignoble end. Yep, you know, to somebody like we shouldn't have wrestled so hard. <laughs> um i i like that um i like that we were in this in this place and we had no idea that this is what his true nature was 
yeah, yeah. before. That, it, it was actually one of my uh, things that made me think about um, if this were, you know, obviously I love like chunky pixel art and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I love these abstract representations of things. If this were a game with higher fidelity, mm-hmm. it would have been great if you were walking on stone and it still made a squish sound. Ooh, yeah. You know, and that was like foreshadowing about it. I was thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be neat. Yep. Um, this dungeon I don't particularly care for. Uh, there are a lot of tricks in it I don't I don't like. We're like getting trapdoors. we're getting to the point um, where all of the dungeons or the majority of them, and this is a real problem in the last you know the last disc of the game, um, where all of the dungeons are ten floor puzzle nightmares, not puzzle yes. nightmares, task nightmares. Yes, like lots of cha- like a lot of trial and error where error sends you back to redo things. Yes. Um, you know, in an explicit way. So like lots of trap doors that put you back down on the other floor and you can avoid those with the, the geomancer um, and float sometimes some of those things, mm-hmm. but some of them are not explicitly a trap door, but they still have the cadence of that. It's always just kind of sending you back. Like maybe it's a choice, mm-hmm. you know, of, of different things, you know, you could choose and choosing the wrong one sends you back to a, like a little staging area where there's maybe a treasure to like make you feel a little you know better for the first time you go down there. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard to to not repeatedly yeah. go down there. Uh, so you end up doing these kind of tight concentric loops inside this this dungeon. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of like if you are, uh, you know, it's, it's four steps forward, three steps back. Yes. You know, to, to walk, you know, 40 steps mm-hmm. um, is basically what the, the feeling of is it. And it is it is each dungeon from here on out. Like the last dungeon has really good flavor mm-hmm. uh, in this game. But every dungeon leading up to that is this. Yes. And I don't like it. Like, mm-hmm. as the bosses get more complicated and more interesting, they also want to do something with dungeons, but the dungeon design is not there. Yeah. Um, you know, there is good dungeon design, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that is a thing that can be extant. It's not like this is just how they have to go and there's no other way to make it hard. Right. Nope, that's a failure of imagination. Like, mm-hmm. there are ways you could have done this. Yeah. Uh, and they did not. Right. Uh, and it's very frustrating. It makes all the dungeons from this point on just an absolute nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like, even with my kind of optimized, powerful party, they were just tedious. Yes. You know? And this is kind of the beginning of that. Yeah. Um, as you are making your way through here, um, if you do uh, kind of solve this little optional side task puzzle thing, um, we can run into a boss fight against Carbuncle uh, to get this summon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carbuncle. Um, I like that when you fight him, he's got this, you know, like, explicitly demonic form. Uh, but when you mm-hmm. get him, he's, you know, the the cute little ruby bunny again. Yeah, Chibi. Mm, yeah, Carbuncle's um, great. Uh, yeah. Kind of an, uh, just a, like a series MVP for me. Always mm. a good uh, good summon to get. Uh, true to form, when you fight him, he's got his reflect up, and that's really the only wrinkle to him. Um, yeah. And of course, his summon uh, gets you the ability uh, to you know cast reflect on everybody. Yeah, reflect all. Yeah, making it very, um, very useful. Which, yeah, extremely powerful if you've been doing blight, or white magic or blue magic. So you can do a uh, white wind. Yes. If you haven't been doing blue magic, uh, it's a little trickier, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, not being able to heal your character with spells is a big deal. Yes. But can still sometimes be like situationally very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we eventually we go through this dungeon. We get up to this big treasure chamber, um, and Gilgamesh uh, beats us to this chest. There's a chest in the middle. He gets to it first. Yep. Um, thinking he's found Excalibur in this chest. <laughs> uh, he does attack. This is you know one of the the, the good jokes uh, in this thing. <laughs> Um, he has Exc- Excalibur, which is the uh, the pun bad Excalibur from the Final Fantasy series mm-hmm. that does almost no damage, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so he continues to fight, but he does not have the power. Yeah. Um, eventually, you hurt him until he grows into a uh, a new form. For Gilgamesh, it's morphing time. <laughs> yep. So, uh, in in Russia, Gilgamesh morphs you. Like so, you know, some some great st- sentence construction. Yes. Uh, there. Um, it is morphing time to me. Um, yes. <laughs> but he uh, he grows several more arms and he's got all kinds of weapons. Like, yes, this is an incredibly Nomura uh, design. Or a, mm-hmm. a, a mono? No, a Nomura. There we go. Nomura. Yeah. A mono good, Nomura bad. Money, yes. money white, Carl Black. Um, yeah. Nomura. <laughs> just think of no more. Mm, yes. Uh, but yeah, he grows several more arms. He's got all these weapons and stuff. Good design. I just, I, lo- I love this goofy guy uh, with, yeah. with, with all these arms. Um, and the fight goes on until X death. He pulls a real dick move and banishes Gilgamesh for failing. Yeah. Like, dro- like uh, drops him into the negative zone. <laughs> Yeah, no real reason. Because again, uh-huh. Axtath is just, you know, a jerk. Yeah. You know? Um, and G- Gilgamesh is, is shocked by that. We'll run into Gilgamesh later. Yes. And uh, this is, it seems like his final beat for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, when we get to the top, Axbeth taught Axbeth. My Axbeth uh, was really riding my balls up at the top of this tower. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I was like, we bought those records together, Beth. Yeah, geez, Beth, don't change your number. Like, we can talk about this like adults, Beth. Um, my ex, Beth, uh, is up at the top and makes his little speech about how we can't understand his motives, which, like, you're right, I fucking can't. Um, good point. I don't um, care to. I can't, and I don't like, care to. There's no motives. Like, the motives yeah. are just like, let's return to nothing. Like, I can't understand your motives. It's not a good thing for a villain to say you'll never understand my motives if the player never understands them if it's true yeah yeah if it's true that's it's a it's a horrible thing to brag about mm-hmm. um and then we do our uh kind of world two and boss fight mm-hmm. uh yeah. with Xtath as the big armored form the cool form yes of him yeah um and this is tough yeah like he is he is uh you know just the, the kind of very similar to Golbez, like a hybrid uh physical and caster mm-hmm. uh fight who moves a lot gets a lot of moves yes um, and is very tanky. It's got high level spells. Um, and the one that will really, uh, be a bummer is the attack that will turn your people into zombies. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, zombie is a really annoying status, mm-hmm. uh, in this game. Uh, it makes them confused. Yes. And puts them at, uh, you know, zero HP. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can still do damage to him. They don't always hurt you. Yeah. But, um, they will, uh, if your whole party is zombie, you die. Yeah, it takes it takes away control when you need all hands on deck. Yeah, know, for uh, all hands on X deck. Yes, for X deck. Um, yeah. Uh, so you you eventually you know, he's just a tough fight. There's isn't a really strong gimmick other than the zombie mm-hmm. thing. Uh, once you take him down, the crystals begin to shatter and the castle shakes, and we wake up uh, in this kind of familiar area. Like it yeah. seems like we've won. Yeah, so here we go. X-Death is down, but what's going on? Castle Tycoon, it's right there. And we are in World 3, which is 1 plus 2. Yes, they have been merged. If you look at the world maps, for both of them, they fit together. Mm-hmm. You know, so the tr- clever trick yeah. um, to have them uh, together 
uh, near a tycoon, and we start doing some kind of coda stuff. Yeah. Like, we, we go to the castle. Um, Lena and Ferris, who are princesses, mm-hmm. um, are roped into kind of a big celebration for saving the world. Yep. Ferris is paraded out in the dress, and Bart is horned. Yeah. Bart, Bart likes him likey. Mm-hmm. Uh, what him see. Wow, wow, wow. Well, bazooka, bazooka. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, lot of, like, Tex Avery wolf horny. Yeah. Um, Tex Avery, creator of the horny wolf we all love. <laughs> yeah. uh, if everyone recalls that one really erect wolf. <laughs> America's America's favorite horny wolf. Yeah. Pulling Tex on his, Avery's erect wolf. Pu- pu- like, pu- pulling, on, pulling on his tie and slamming on a table. Yeah, yeah, slowly, yeah, just rubbing his trouser front. <laughs> the, a, um, as a dark spot gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah licking his lips at, at any given, you know, at the drop of a hat. He's <laughs> absolutely turgid wolf. Um, the, <laughs> so we all know the wolf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Crowley uh, gets impatient with us, and Bart's is like, well, hey, I didn't really have anything I was doing before any of this, and I don't really know what to do now. <laughs> I had a pet. Do you want to go check it out? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and here, here's the moment I mentioned that I think is the, the one thing that made me laugh out loud yeah. is this whole scene with Boko uh, with him, his wife and his babies. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's very cute and very funny. Like Boko comes out and he's like, oh, ready to go adventure? What's that? You met a girl. And then like another Chocobo comes out. Waves. Like, yeah. You know, waves and stuff. And he's like, oh, that, that's wonderful. Do we? What the? And then like, ba- you know uh babies come out <laughs> well no uh, she, has, she doesn't have she the has, babies yet she doesn't have babies. yeah they show up later but she's like she's pregnant like <laughs> he finds out that she's pregnant and i just think that is very funny to me yeah the like, chocobo is pregante yeah um, <laughs> but it's like we're coming back for the sequel and like yeah. all right we got one last job we gotta do i also i just really like that boko spent this like his his horrible horrible idiot owner left him <laughs> So he's like finally a life. Oh like he, he's basically like Solid Snake between the <laughs> NES Metal Games and Metal Gear Solid. He's like fucking Colonel, he had to come. Yeah, exactly. The Colonel comes to try to drag, drag him back in, but he's like, "Yeah, I had a wife. I had, you know, I'm having kids. Yeah, like you know, you you have stopped me from being an animal, and yeah. I'm finally able to do it again. You know, I I just I really like that dynamic with Boko. I think it's very funny. I've, I've got, uh, but he does. I've, I've got two payments left on this used Taurus. Yeah, <laughs> you've got it. Please, please. Um, so he gets recruited back into the Expendables for one last big adventure. Um, what this adventure is, who knows, right? Like, yeah. does Bart have a motivation at this point? Like, is it just Final Fantasy V? Like, hey, go, if there's a glowing thing you can get to, go get to it. I've got no fucking idea. I don't know what, either. Like, what, like, what is motivating? Because I like, I, I had Boko back. I'm like, he's, he's good. I want to go back to Castle Tycoon. No, you can't talk to Lena and Ferris yeah. because, the, because the dancers get in the way. You're just supposed yeah. to go to a place because you can it, it's so sloppy. Like, I was just like, okay, like, you know, I'm supposed to go out in the world and, and find adventure again. Mm-hmm. Um, weird. It's a weird motivation for a video game, Yeah, you know, for him just to go to the next glowing spot, um, which you have to do. Like, I went back to Tycoon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not least of which because I wanted my party back. Yeah. You know, and we'll, we'll get to that. Like, this game yeah. pulls a thing that I think is absolute horseshit here in a minute because mm-hmm. uh, you spend a lot of time without your complete party. Yes. Um, so, like, the understanding that they displayed by making Cryley inherit Goloff's things Mm -hmm. they show a lack of understanding by taking away a party member for as long as they do i think um so you just riding just riding to ride Mm -hmm. um but you happen to fall into a sinkhole good luck you know good good thing that happened because otherwise nothing there'd be no drama (laughs) um and there's an antlion because there has to be an antlion right um you fight the antlion not anything particularly noteworthy Mm -hmm. um and then uh ferris uh pulls you up from the sinkhole yeah Uh, she got tired of the party and uh 
Kryly's there, and Kryly says, ah, oh, there's a weird pain in my foot, which is foreshadowing to one of the dumbest plot developments in video games, which we will get to. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. so uh ferris like dicks around with bart's too like uh yeah know, like, pulls the rope up and when he goes to grab for it again yeah. and Tommy then he presents him with a birthday cake with those candles that don't stay out mm-hmm. and stuff there's, there's a whole lot of, hops, a whole lot hops of into shit. a car hey i invented a car come on get in get in yeah. the passenger seat yeah. she, she goes and uh, pretends to walk down some stairs behind a waist high wall <laughs> you know she's just doing a lot of steve martin stuff <laughs> uh, all of a sudden okay. ferris you've been shot in the head with an arrow oh wait a minute <laughs> Wait a minute, Ferris. You're a wild and crazy girl. Like the, um, so. Jesus. What a shtick. (laughs) Um, So, uh, we've got three of us together. And we say, like, okay, well, Guido might be nearby. Let's go talk to that crazy bastard. I don't think you do say that. I think you just go to another thing. Yeah, no. I think it's just just like it would venture. And then there's just another glowing spot. And you go to it because there's a glowing spot. Yeah, yeah. So you get there and he gives some, uh, he gives some backstory uh the worlds 1000 years ago you know used to be merged like what we are in now is the natural state of things yes um and they had to be split apart to create space for the void to be sealed so we're going to get into some real confusion here you have the void which is you know the 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 negative space capital v void um they had to split the world to create a rift that the void could be sealed into uh the instigating event for this was a sorcerer uh you know very similar to uh to xf enuo uh tried to harness its power right yes so so the, the the crystals were there to kind of keep this separation in place but now that they're gone the worlds are merged together there is no space for the void and it is going to start popping out Yes, uh, which is a real bummer. Yes, you know, and there's no crystals. Remember, mm-hmm. the crystals are the reason why like wind moves and the water is okay and stuff. So this world is doomed regardless. Yes, right. Before, so we've got the the environmental threat, but that's we're not going to spend any time on that. No, that's no, no longer that's totally ignored. The fact that the crystals did a thing, yeah, is ignored. That's that's gone. Um, we have this void showing up, but that's not again not really our problem, or like works in concert with this third problem, which is the X death. Who at this point, uh, you know, when you fight him, he's a dude. Mm-hmm. But when he blew up, he was a tree, and became a splinter and stowed away in Kryly's foot. Yes. So um, this is like explicitly, you know, I know this trope from anime, right? It's like when uh, in Dragon Ball Z, when they kill Perfect Cell, they think, okay, well, he's he, you know he, he's good, you know, just we blast him into space, blow him apart. As long as there is one cell of cell left, he can regenerate. And so that's how mm-hmm. he comes back. Like, this is literally just that same trick. Like, oh, you know, just like as long as a splinter of me remains, you know, I, I can reform from it. That's that's what they are doing here. But as it stands, Crowley is like, oh, my foot hurts. And then glowing light. Ha ha. I am X death. <laughs> you had a splinter in your foot and now I'm here. But it was me. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just this is too silly. Mm hmm. This is entirely too silly for how scary this is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I just like, I don't know. I just yeah. think that that's really dumb. And this is not me writing on anime. I didn't know about that anime trope. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and like I, I read X-Men comics. Wolverine has regenerated from some really dumb shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I yeah. get that uh, as a thing. But stowing away between dimensions as a splinter, a literal splinter mm-hmm. is an order of magnitude more silly. It's, pretty, it's like, pretty silly because by this point we probably have forgotten that X Death is a tree because he's been a he's been a tin can man he's been a the guy. entire time. Yeah. yeah. He's been a dude. 
Um, we also just got introduced to Enuo, mm-hmm. you know, through this. Like, it is uncommonly sloppy. Like, it it is uncommonly, like, yeah, it is it is just very messy to yeah. me um, here. So X-Death is there. Um, he attacks, attacks uh, the party. Um, and you know, pulls attacks kind of the world, pulls tycoon and some other places from the world into the void. Yes. Tycoon. There's a giant sky void and the castle goes into the thing. Yeah. Tycoon, which has, um, Lena there still. Yeah. 25% of our party efficacy. Yeah. And we will not get her back for a while. Yeah. Uh, and I hate that. (laughs) Like one, it just kind of like it unbalances your party because she doesn't get XP or anything or AP while she's gone. Uh, two, you know, people who are listening, like I forgot that this happened when I started mm-hmm. playing this. So I made her my healer. No, yep. if I was smart, I wouldn't have, which means I need to start regrowing a healer yeah. at this part from nothing to deal with this next like 40 floor shit dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, like it just, it's a real bummer that she's gone for so long. Yeah. Um, you know, like just, you know, there'd still be stakes if the, if the castle was just captured, mm-hmm. right? Because this is their kingdom. Yeah, um, it'd be her people and you would have there'd be a, an opportunity for uh, character development if Lena, you know, was outside, you know, hanging out with her Drake or mm-hmm. something. The castle gets sucked up. She comes to you and is like, my people are in danger. Yes. You know, because you're you're a fucking ruler. Yeah. At this point, we're not really dealing with that. Like they make you do a dance, but you're responsible for a kingdom. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're a pair of twin princesses. Mm-hmm. One, two princesses kneel before you. <laughs> what I said. <laughs> now. The, the, uh, I just, I feel like this would have been an opportunity to make that character a little bit stronger and not, uh, fuck up your party. Yeah. You know, so this, this makes me angry. Mm-hmm. I was very frustrated about this. Yeah. Me- me- mechanically, um, it doesn't feel like anything about the next stretch of the game is adjusted for this. No, it's um, always very tough. Yeah. Which is like, this is a tough, annoying dungeon. Yeah. It's a, it's, it, it's, it's a really big bummer. Um, and it also, so for the rest of the game, sucking things into the void is X-Death's, that's his verb. Just yeah. every once in a while, he will pull something, he, he will pull a town into the gate. Um, yeah. And maybe this is sticking out for me because, you know, I'm playing this game in bed. I actually fell asleep during one of these sections oh, I, wow. I, because I was playing in bed, but it's like, okay, in this town that has a name you don't remember, like we're going to spend, you know, 30 to 40 seconds watching it you know, glow and then be sucked away. And it's done row after row after row. I woke up with the clock running. <laughs> mm, <laughs> and, and that's the, amazing. And the GBA on my chest. Uh, that sounds like exaggeration, but it's not. Um, and I like, I need to care about these places to know, to, uh, to like, to, to feel like any stakes for him sucking them into the void. Yeah. 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 I don't, uh, and I, and I don't, Yeah. you know, so like this is, this third world is where this game takes a huge dive. Yeah. To me, like I said, my second playthrough, uh, this is where it, it stalled. Yeah. You know, and if it wasn't for the show, this is certainly where, the, where this one would have stalled. Mm-hmm. You know, I powered through for work, basically, yeah. but it was work. Like, I don't think, I think the game is out. Like, there are some cool boss fights. Yes. Some cool boss fights. The final dungeon is cool. The Village of Mist is cool. That's it. Like, everything else up until this point, I think, is pretty bad. Yes. Or after this point. So this is the signal that we are no longer in good times mode. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we take the turtle uh, <laughs> to the Library of Ancients. So we 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 acquire turtle. Yep. Uh, take him to the Library of Ancients, where the scholars from the two different worlds have now met. Right. The Sergate scholars and our scholars, they've combined their books uh, to have this like kind of prophecy mm-hmm. there. 
And the prophecy tells us um, the rift will only open for when there was gathered the four tablets and unsealed the 12 legendary weapons and the three legendary spells. Right. Which gives us what we're going to be doing now in the last world. We didn't mention it because it's optional. We can actually go into a castle where they have the 12 legendary weapons mm-hmm. uh, in force fields. Yes. Um, if we if we want to. Mm-hmm. Like there they are. We can go check them out, but we can't do anything other than like get into some really tough dragon fights. Yeah. There. Um, and that does give like the structure of this is kind of neat where we can get these out in any order. Mm hmm. You know, I kind of like that, but it's like yeah. what you're doing to get it is you not can, fun. You can save the harp and the bell for last. The har- exactly. harp, bell, and whip for last. Yeah, the, the harp, the bell, and the whip. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the first, uh, you know, and and again, like I kind of like this thing. Guido is reading the uh, the prophecy and using it as an opportunity to put down Bart's, mm-hmm. which I like. If you talk to him at all, he's like, "Did you did you forget? Did you forget this incredibly important prophecy? <laughs> oh my God. Like, and, and we'll just repeat the thing. And, you know, and I, I like that. You don't, you absolute fucking moron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bart's will never log off. Um, <laughs> so the, the first one is the earth pyramid. We've seen this pyramid before in the desert of shifting sands, like in the last world, we just couldn't get to it. Uh, now we can. Yeah. So, yep. um, and yeah, that'd be because the sands have stopped. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, the gate to get into all of these temples is, uh, is guarded by two gargoyles yeah. who we have to fight. Um, the way gargoyles work is that if a gargoyle, uh, if a gargoyle is dead, the other gargoyle gets a turn, they will revive that gargoyle. Yeah. So the trick to the gargoyles is to do even damage, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a fun trick until you do it over and over and over and over again. They lean on that like a crutch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the fact that it is the same encounter. Uh, every single time it's just maybe, weird maybe maybe with some different um well yeah you do this four times maybe there are some different um elemental uh, uh weaknesses because mm-hmm. i know that within a fight they both have different weaknesses so it makes it hard to uh make, you know, to it, keep them even yeah yeah to keep them even um oh. but yeah this is you know just exacerbated by the absence of lena um yeah you know because she might have been one of your casters uh, probably, yes. uh, and also exacerbated is the size and just level of frustration with this dungeon. So you're inside of a big pyramid, uh, kind of managing these spikes, uh, managing the flow of sand uh, to get mm-hmm. into these different areas with, you know, what feels like a very high random encounter rate. Yeah, uh, there are snakes like it is it is very like Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Ask. And up until this point, I don't think any of the dungeons have been very good. Yeah. This is the longest dungeon in the game, though. Yeah. Like, it feels like every dungeon from on now on is the longest dungeon of the game. Yeah. Like, this is, when I was uh, playing through this, like, I, I looked at I was like, okay, I'm very frustrated. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out which treasures are worth getting. Yeah. Like, I need to use a map or whatever. I'm not going to explore all the diverticula of this because the encounter rate is too high, and I am too frustrated by having my weekend party. So I and I looked at it and then I was just like, oh, 10 floors mm-hmm. like, wowie zowie. And then like looked at the rest of the document that had all the other maps and they're all 10 plus floors. And I just like lost my mind. <laughs> like yeah. I was just like, oh, my goodness. There's not a lot. You know, again, it has those kind of little puzzle gimmicks, right? Like it has a unique flavor, which is good. Like it's mm-hmm. not just another castle yeah, or another cave, mm-hmm. but it is just really tedious. Yeah. So egregious. Yep. Egregious. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, so when you get to the heart of the pyramid, a little platform rises you up to the top of the pyramid. Uh, when you get the tablet um, and you see this peninsula that we'd seen that was conspicuously kind of bird shaped mm-hmm. uh, that we saw in the first thing uh, turn into the dragon King Bahamut. 
Yeah. He says he'll be waiting for us at North Mountain. That's yeah. one of the three legendary spells. Come, come to North Mountain in 30 minutes to get your ass kicked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Or your ass kicking is free. Yes. Uh, I think Bahamut is, uh, is strictly optional, actually. Oh, is, is optional? Yeah. yeah the, the other, it's the, um, uh, got a meteor. Me- meteor flare and holy. Flare and holy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah. So Bahamut's still worth getting, but he mm-hmm. is optional. Yes. Um, and additionally, from the top of this vantage point, we can see the airship slash ship roll up to a nearby coast. So at least yeah. we have a place to go. Um, when we go to meet it, we pass through the grotto with the uh, with the guardian tree. When we're here, um, <laughs> the wind drake actually drops Lena off. She managed to be rescued from the void pole, kind of, yeah. because kinda. X, X death let some demon possess her. Um, and while we're distracted by her, he ropes in more towns, including the Library of Ancients, literally the only location that I cared about. Yeah, the only, well, one of the only locations with a sense of place. Yes. Yeah. In the game. Yeah. Um, the Windrake attacks the possessed Lena, uh, causing the demon to just basically knocking the demon out of her. Yeah. Um, and this gets us to a boss fight with Melusine. Yes. Which we, we still, even though Lena's here, Lena doesn't join us yet. Right. There's another right. boss fight we have to do with just our... our Reduced party. And there wasn't a boss fight at the end of the pyramid. This is that boss fight, basically. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, very similar to like Magimaster or mm-hmm. what have you uh, in Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, um, like a yeah. caster that shifts between different elemental weaknesses and strengths mm-hmm. um, without any kind of visual indication right. or anything. So if you're able to do as much non elemental damage as you can, this is good. Uh, resistant to physical attacks, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's difficult, but non-elemental is what you want to do mm-hmm. to this. It's the safest thing. I forget if you have bio at this point. Uh, that would be the uh, way to go. Yeah, I don't. I also don't remember. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think I had a black mage at this point because mm-hmm. I was being stubborn. No. Oh. <laughs> about not wanting. Like I remade a white mage, but I wasn't like going to just remake yeah, the entire yeah. utility that Lena had. Yeah. I was so going to grind. and Kral for me um, ended up being um, either a summoner with black mage as a secondary or a black mage with summon as a secondary. Mm. Uh, whereas, yeah. whereas Lena was, uh, was um, time and white. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, once you uh, get through here, uh, Axeth takes some more towns. Mm-hmm. So Bartz gets very mad, uh, gets in the airship, <laughs> flies it around the world. A just bunch of times. Rage flies it. Rage flies, just wears I, himself out. I, You'll I, sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I just I got the sense he was trying to pull a Superman too. Like if I <laughs> if I if I fly <laughs> around the world, the world fast enough, it'll turn time back. I don't I don't know. It's very weird. <laughs> He's specifically angry because uh Xdeath has sucked up his his child at home, his hometown, yeah. but he has not expressed any real attachment to it in the past. No. So Mm, zoom 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 leo spins around (laughs) a while it's very funny eventually he wears himself out yeah yeah uh and we get lena back in the party Mm -hmm. now so our party's complete even though she's now under leveled yeah um and head to the ship uh and we can now take our tablet and go cash it in for whatever weapons we want for these legendary weapons yes which i do like this i think these weapons are cool Mm -hmm. uh they all have they're not just stats like they all have special properties yes um you know they're are different that are all pretty neat the bummer is uh a good number of them for the fighters have holy attached to them and i yeah. feel like the game specifically gives you bosses that absorb holy yeah yeah i guess that's true yeah uh, it didn't uh yeah that that is uh that's 100 yeah so so yeah. uh, you know just, just just a little bit of a hiccup but like it's annoying you know when your 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 fighter with jump goes goes last um, and everybody does a little bit of damage and then he drops down with a Holy Lance and heals 8,000. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, fuck. <laughs> At least changing changing weapons uh, is a free action. So that's yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So we have Lena back in our party, like we said. When we go cash in and get our first weapons, which you're obviously going to do according to uh, the jobs in your party, we get a cutscene of X Death summoning his coterie of dipshits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So X Death, you know, the sloppy villain. Uh huh. Who, yeah, you know, like, so these, uh, presumably, you know, souls that he had in, in his tree form. Uh huh. You know, some kind of demon, but they're just like, they remind me a lot of uh, a freak like me needs company. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just introducing or the comedy bang bang version of that. Uh-huh. Like the, the fearsome four and just like, <laughs> like weirdos like walking up. Like, so, it, well, there's like 17 of them. Yeah. I think there's 12. Actually, I think yeah. there's actually 12 of them. Yeah. Um, so just like, here's, here's some weirdos. Yeah. Who show up. And when they have uh, overworld sprites, when they have like the one by one super deformed sprites, uh-huh. it's very funny. Like just, okay. He's like, okay. go, my pretties, go, go and protect the lithographs and the tablets. Sorry. In the original translation I played, they were lithographs, which is ridiculous. And, uh, and listen, I know, uh, I know that we made this comparison. Uh, but just compare this to the four fiends uh-huh. who like are very cool yeah, and have, have personality. like personalities. Yeah. Between them, like they didn't all have personalities. Like, yeah, like Rubicant's the big one, right? Yeah, but like yeah. they at least they weren't this. Uh-huh. Like this is just it is sad to yeah. me. Like ugh. Oh, man. Well, and Gilgamesh, like he has a henchman with personality. He got rid of it. Yeah. So just, just to have these idiots. He just really <laughs> regretted it. Like, damn it. I got rid of my one good, I got rid of my one cool friend. Yeah. I, I, tra- I traded my one good friend for this Congress of assholes. Why the fuck did my sister have to divorce Dan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dan, you know, he was, the one, he was like the one good guy at parties. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um so anyway um yeah so we have the uh we have the ship we can get to a couple of places you can go to the pirate cove and get sildra which is worth it summon? uh yep. sildra is awesome uh very cheap mm-hmm. comparatively uh does air elemental damage which like almost nothing is strong against no, right like sildra is going to be like i basically at some point rather than grinding up oracle to to not uh, do random encounters, mm-hmm. just grinding up money to buy as many ethers as possible. Mm. So I could just have my summoner cast Sildra yeah. every single fight and just bypass almost every random encounter. Gotcha. Like she's very, you know, Sildra is very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a spirit form because Sildra is not alive, right. but the spirit form is still, still useful. Yes. Uh, the other place we can go is this town at the very south of the, uh, of kind of what used to be the archipelago. Now that it's merged, <clears throat> we've got this little forest you can go into. Um, you get a clue about this in a later dungeon, but you can go there now. It's fine. This is the Mirage Town. Like, this is just a place that got lost in the shuffle when the world was split. So, like, it yeah. was part of the void, kind of just uh, held um, in stasis a little bit, full of all it's these cool. weirdos. And this is where you can buy a bunch of really good, uh, a bunch of really good gear. They're like hidden shops as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a there's always a main shop and then a hidden shop you access nearby. Like, I think this is really cool. This has tons of flavor. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of a town as a random encounter. Yep. Like, that's how it articulates, like, when you're walking around the forest. Mm-hmm. Just kind of fade out and fade into it. Yeah. Um, it's neat. I think mm-hmm. Mirage Town is super cool. Yeah. Way into it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so now we got to go get tablets. So uh, time for the wind tablet, the Galaxy 7. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is near the center of the world map on an island shrine um, near the, the the big bridge. Right. Um, another gargoyle fight. So we've done that. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> checked it and off. checked it off. We've done the gargoyle fight and another really, really long dungeon. Uh, this time, you know, the the conveyor belts like this, are vents. Yeah, th- this is a dungeon that's basically an 0451 but with <laughs> random encounters. Yep. Like you spend a lot of time in like each back systems mm-hmm. in this dungeon. <laughs> like yeah. just like it's very weird. Yeah. Um the, the like the one thing that I do like about this, the one time that the uh that that the conveyor belts have worked for me, flipping the switches and having the different combinations send you uh to different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, like little dip switches. I thought that was good. Like that was fine to me. It's ruined by having random encounters while I'm oh, doing obviously. it to me. But if it wasn't random text. encounters, I think it's cool. Yeah. yeah. If if I wasn't running into an encounter every seven steps, yeah, I, mean, I would be able to. I need to say it. at least one goddamn good thing about this game. No, no, no. I mean, we've <laughs> yeah. said that. I know. There's I like, know. You know I'm, just, I'm just. But it, like, this out. is cool again. But it's just kind of showing that, like, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit more thoughtfulness would have made this like a standout mm-hmm. kind of good dungeon. Yeah. You know, it's still too long. Like, it's still things that even with the switches, even, you know, if this had no encounters, it is still too, too long. One hundo. But, you know, it, it, it's there. It is a better concept than the pyramid. Mm-hmm. Had, yes. You know? yeah. yeah. There's an optional boss kept in a kept in a chest, a ninja named Covert. So you're fighting yeah. Alan Covert from the Adam Sandler movies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he runs away actually at the end of it. He doesn't let you kill him. Uh, and he gives you the rising, th- uh, the rising sun uh, throwable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very powerful. Um, this one, we get, grab the tablet first, but then we're attacked by one of the, the coterie of dipshits. Yes. On the back, which is a Wendigo. <laughs> the Wendigo, which is not a Wendigo. Nope. When is a Wendigo? Not a Wendigo, Batman. Uh-huh. Um, so there are four images of this. Only one of them is real. Uh, it changes out or changes at random. Mm-hmm. Um, of course you want to target all, but he has a powerful counter when you target all. I can't remember what it is. Mm. Like, which is still what I did, but there's a counter for that, and I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I just ended up soaking it. Yeah. So you you can just kind of uh, tank through the counter, but Mm -hmm. it does something to discourage you from doing the thing that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this coterie of dipshits, like, they most of them have a concept to them, which I appreciate. Like, bosses with a strong concept I like. Like, these are not bad fights. Mm -hmm. They're just voids as far as personality or character or flavor. Yes. You know? They, they, They show up. I think one of them just calls us pigs. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks. For good characterization. Reason. Yeah, thumbs up, buddy. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, they just say, uh, you know, you got the four images. It'll it'll shift around. Um, you know, good yeah. good concept, good fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, get the tablet. Yeah, we grab this tablet and we get a cutaway to this tower. Which if we had gone there before, it's by Crescent Town, uh, over top of where the airplane hangar was, airship hangar was. Um, uh, we we see this tower open up. This is Fork Tower. Um, mm-hmm. and this is a dungeon we're going to have to go to. This is where the strongest white and black magics are. This, yes. fe- this feels like a preview or an attempt at, uh, what they would do several times in FF6. Yeah. FX just has things that are very similar to this. Yeah. So the, the way this works is that there are, uh, you go to the fork tower, the left fork is for mages. The right fork is for fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, in the PS1 translation of this, they mix them up. Oh, fun. So they, they lied to you. Uh, they give you the <laughs> information, which like you'd figure out fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you can't cast spells no. in the fighter. It's not like they're weak. It's like you, you're muted mm-hmm. permanently. Um, so you have to split up your party. Um, this is one of those things where I would have been, and you can do a three in one situation. It's just not advisable. Yeah. Um, my single caster strategy would have fucked me up. The fact that I had to train up another white mage mm-hmm. made this doable to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the dungeon itself, there's not a lot of like backtracking or it's, things like that. It's it's very circles. brief. Yeah. It's basically yeah. a straight a straight corridor um yeah. up some stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you gotta split up because you have to take uh both of the spells at the same time. Yes. Um and so you have two back to back uh boss fights. 
after you get everybody up to the top. Uh, the first of them is uh, the fighters uh, who fight against Minotaur, uh, which is really basic. It's just a DPS race. Yeah. As, as would make sense for a fighting based. Yeah. You know, boss. Um, the casters uh, fight against uh, a sorcerer named Omniscient, who is a great design. Mm-hmm. Like Omniscient looks really cool. Yes. Um, and is just a very powerful caster. Uh, no elemental weaknesses. Will sometimes cast reflect mm-hmm. on itself, which is a big deal. Yeah, real tricky. I died, uh, I died to this guy a couple times. Actually. Yeah, this guy's hard. Yeah. Um, you know, summons will get you past that reflect. Yeah. You know, but uh, this is, yeah, this is a, a, a tough fight mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, and if you if you do somehow uh, cast an ability uh, that has a physical damage component, he will restart the battle. Yeah, yeah, he cast that rewind, that really weird time magic spell that lets you mm-hmm. restart a battle. Yeah, which I think that's super cool. Yeah, that's uh, it's really neat flavor. Mm-hmm. But, so yeah, I think yeah, I think he's cool. Yeah, omniscient's cool. Uh, at the end of this, we get our two spells, um, flare and holy, uh, mm-hmm. which are both really useful, um, especially if you have a spell sword. Um, yes. at this point I had Ferris with, um, oh gosh, <laughs> I, I had Ferris somehow, uh, do doing, no, it was just, it was just dual wield. I forget. I never got her to do the, uh, to do the eight attacks with, uh, mm. with the spell sword stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. rapid fire with this, but that's what I am working with, you know, or that's what I was working on for this whole section. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think everybody got to it, Oh yeah. you know, just because I was still working people up. Like some people, the thing about, um, you know, the, the method I was using to make my rapid fire eight attack guys was that I would do uh, rapid fire first. Mm-hmm. So then I could get the fruits of it immediately as soon as I quipped ninja. Yeah. You know, as soon yeah. as I switched to ninja, even though I didn't have to master it. So not everybody got to that level yeah, uh, yeah. in time. Um, and I didn't want to grind at the end. So I didn't, but I didn't end up, did end up having some spell sword mm-hmm. uh, eight attack people who were how I kind of got through the end. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because it was not optimized. Mm-hmm. But it's very, very useful with player and holy. Yeah. Um, so the tower goes away. The airship dock is here. We can go in. We find Sid trapped on a gear. Jane, yep. stop this crazy thing. <laughs> He's been spinning around for since the last time we saw him, <laughs> uh, which is extreme, like a kind of hell uh, for certain that I, I don't think that Sid doesn't deserve. Right. right. Um, and uh, you can you can uh, get him off the gear uh, and he changes the airship to make it into an airship uh, that turns into a ship and as a submarine. And we finally this far in the game, have our final vehicle. Yes. That is actually the empowerment moment that lets us go everywhere. Yeah. So while all the towns are sucked into the void, Mm -hmm. we can finally go everywhere. Yes. So, um, and the submarine will get us to the final two tablets. Yes. Uh, There's a, there's a scene where Crowell and mid, uh, bond over having influential parents or grandparents rather. Mm -hmm. Aren't Um, grandparents great. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Thumbs up. Yeah. 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 So, so the fire tablet, uh, you know, like like we said, we need the submarine to get it. It is at the bottom of the sea trench. Um, mm-hmm. And this is an underwater magma dungeon uh, that is full of like some of my favorite monster designs in the game. These unknown yeah. enemies. These things are hard. Like this feels yeah, a little yeah. bit like a uh, like a preview of the Guernica in uh, FF7 a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's it's um they're all they all say unknown even though there are different types of them and they're all these kind of you know eldritch monstrosities mm-hmm. which I really love. Yeah, yeah. You know they have strong resistances like just like it's really like, really tough like you know general random encounters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, this is yeah. where you find uh, the dwarven village that sells you good armor and will also tell you where you can find the Mir- the mirage village as well. Yep, yeah. uh, and uh, just kind of a nod to four. Yeah, you know, your rally hose. Mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. um which is you know you know good 
Yeah. Like, uh, I don't mind dwarfs in a final fantasy. I think they look cool. Yep. Good. So. Good buys. All right. <laughs> good buys. Good guys. Um, yeah. I love their rambunctiousness, but yeah, this is just a big, a big dungeon, you know, leans on lava floors. So you gotta get, you gotta cast float, um, or have a geomancer, uh, to get around without taking damage every single step. Um, mm -hmm. and when you get to the end to grab the fire tablet, you're attacked by three of the dipshits at once, Triton, Nereid, and Phobos. Yes. All the, all the water themed ones mm -hmm. came down here. Yes. So, <laughs> um, this is this, uh, this game's kind of, uh, attempt at doing like, you know, the, oh, the, the MAGA, MAGA sisters. sisters. Yeah. Yeah. This is their MAGA sisters. Uh, they, they even do the Delta attack. They do the Delta attack. And that's the, you want to keep them. This is another Final Fantasy five, uh, because anybody who falls, they'll get revived. Mm -hmm. It's like the Magus sisters, if all three of them had the same role, <laughs> you know? So instead of you fighting a cool D&D &D party, uh -huh. it's just another Final Fantasy V, like, even out your DPS. Mm -hmm. You know, because they'll continually do that Delta deck. You can tank it. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. But you can, you can, you can tank it. Um, and you kind of have to. Yeah. Right. Because like, otherwise, if you take them down, they're just going to come back. Yeah. Um, the saving grace for fights that are like this is when something is brought back and is not brought back at full health. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you can still bring it down, but it still does feel like you're spinning wheels a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. To, like take, yeah. take guys down. So, uh, tanking Delta, you know, as best you can, mm -hmm. uh, and, and keeping your DPS even is, is a good strategy for this. So even if you do take off somebody first, it won't be long before you can take all three of them out. Yeah. Uh, these are the guys who call you pigs, um, yep. which I didn't. I didn't get. Also, they, they look like garbage pail kids. Yeah, they're pretty gross. <laughs> you know, it's so weird that this this dungeon is full of like actual like really creepy kind of like HR Giger esque monsters, mm -hmm. and then you run into these things. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, next up is the uh, water tablet, which we get from the waterfall. Yeah. Good on this game for putting something behind a waterfall. Never put a waterfall in your game if there's not something behind it. I mean that. Yep. Like if you know if you're doing that, you've really fucked up. Yeah. Oh. Agreed. So. I, I have nothing else to add. So. <laughs> um, so you go here. The gimmick is that you've got to get around these terraced floors uh, that have one-way waterfalls on them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of tonberries here. I think this is where tonberries came in. Actually, I know that because I read about their creation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I can double check that, but I remember there being an anecdote about their creation. Hmm. What was the anecdote? Book um it was about uh boy what were they they were based on something they were mm. based on I, I can't remember now i just yeah. remember reading i might have dreamed it i don't <laughs> uh like i've got like final fantasy 5 and the research for final fantasy 5 are all whirling like a maelstrom in my brain mm. you know and uh the only thing that will make me free is another 45 minutes in which we stop recording yes yeah you you will you will forget about it for life uh yeah, yeah. tom Berry, uh the, the first appearance is in final fantasy 5 and, and so, i do yeah. not see i do not see the uh, uh the, the the provenance if um, it wasn't what they were based on it was just a little story about the idea yeah like about yeah. them getting closer and stuff because they're cool yeah they're just, like, the, I, the, I love tom Berry's. The, the idea of something that carries a lantern and a knife and uh, approaches you slowly and kills you feels yokai as fuck to me uh, sure. It feels like it would have been pulled from some kind of, from some kind of uh, mythology, um, or just like a, any kind of stalker, right? Like yeah, it's just yeah, kind yeah. of like a, a stalker, kind of slasher character almost. Yeah, I, for know? I forget if it was in the, which translation. If it was the Final Fantasy V, or maybe it was Final Fantasy VI. Uh, the translation that was on the PS One, uh, these things were called Dingleberries, 
which is absolutely absolutely a piece of shit that clings to your ass hair. Yeah, that's that's in the Final Fan. That's in Final Fantasy Five. Gotcha for the PS One. Yeah, that's uh, that's unacceptable. It's <laughs> <laughs> like not acceptable by any like, stretch. Like, of the so like stop the presses. Like you 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 yeah. should be able to press a button that like just completely like just causes a blackout in the game yeah. factory. Yeah, like like hitting that button at the newspaper it, like yeah. stops the presses. And just, you know, <laughs> it'll take hours for us to it undo takes this. Four hours. <laughs> the uh, yeah, it, it, this is the kind of thing that uh these these localizers should be fired <laughs> yeah like the second you you make a creature called a dingleberry and it's like well okay they, they okay, should be excommunicated <laughs> yeah like okay beavis the pope no longer loves you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you're done beavis you're done um pretty Persona grotesque Algratin. yeah yeah the, the, the um so you uh you take the the tablet uh a lot of times you're like you take the tablet and they're ambushing you um good thing that you, know, you didn't cast teleport uh leviathan appears um, in order to fight off the monster that X-Death sent, which is kind of great. <laughs> yep. Uh, then Le- Leviathan, for honor reasons, decided to fight you. Cause... Yeah. Well, you can just go. <laughs> you just go yeah. talk to him. And he's like, hey, you, you want to fight? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, but you have to prove yourself because right, right. that's what we're dealing with here. Uh, and you can fight uh, Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Um, so extremely tough if you don't have uh, coral rings. Yes. Uh, you um, do not have uh, the advantage of float um giving you immunity to his uh tidal waves yeah it doesn't uh, it does not was, yeah that, that was the case in four uh yeah tough fight a really tough fight does tons of damage like um coral rings will make him you know will basically make somebody almost invincible yeah yeah no, so you can kind of get this keep on healing, yeah yeah he'll keep telling you so it's not the only attack he does but it does make it very hard for him to hurt you yeah um, yeah. we go we get my our whip our bell and our uh whatever our harp <laughs> uh the final tablet and now the uh void to uh tycoon is open mm-hmm. um a uh, a scholar runs up to us uh as we're doing this and says like an earthquake opened up to the south a new rift is opened uh, and we can go there to get uh three of the new jobs this is a uh, gba advance you know or final fantasy 5 advance yes content. i believe this is also true in the mobile and steam versions as well Yes. Yes. So we should talk about these new jobs. We ought to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so in in disclosure, I didn't truck with these this mm-hmm. playthrough. Um, I have before. Yeah. Like in my other GBA save that stalled out, uh, like on the final world, mm-hmm. I have these. Yeah. Um, and they are cool. I just uh, haven't messed with them. Like yeah. they're I didn't need to, and I I was ready to, for the game to be very done. You get them. You get them incredibly late. Is the thing. Yeah. Um, it would have been very nice to get these at the beginning of World Three. Yeah, I think because it'd been a while since you got a new job mm-hmm. at that point. You know, you didn't get any during your world two. Um, so uh, one of them is the gladiator. Mm-hmm. Um, the gladiator is a strong fighting fighter character. Uh, it can it, who, it can equip a lot? Yeah, can equip almost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and their signature skill uh, either does uh, max damage, no damage, or an elemental attack at like roughly even odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those odds get more in your favor the more you level up the job. Yes. Uh, so high risk, high reward. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the risk is doing nothing. It's not like the uh, the Oracle, which is explicitly about that. Yeah. The um, Oracle is much a lot more interesting than the Gladiator, I think. Yes. Uh, the Cannoneer uh, is an offense-oriented version of the Chemist. Yes. Yeah. So you, uh, get, you get new weapons uh, that you actually can buy ammo for. Uh, you, you, have, you have different kinds of ammo and you mix those with different, with different um, items that you find, you know, similar to... You know, like dark matter and dragon fangs and stuff that you've been getting in un- un- turtle shells. Yeah, yeah, turtle shells that you've been getting in uninteresting uh, treasure chests 
<laughs> throughout <laughs> the game. Um, and yeah, let's let you do a bunch of different kinds of attacks. This is real interesting. It is fiddly in a way that the chemist is. So I can imagine this appealing to the same people. Yeah, it's it's fiddly, but with like a, a more restrained outcome. Yeah. You know, as opposed to the chemist, which can give you really weird buffs you can't get other ways. Mm -hmm. You get things like double your level and stuff like that yeah. as a chemist. Um, here, it's mostly damage and different types of damage, some status effects. Yeah. You know, so interesting but and can be very potent, but I couldn't make room mm -hmm. for my party. Um, the Oracle is the most interesting of these. Yes. Uh, who is a caster um, of sorts, <laughs> who does uh, things that either it's very similar. There's a, a job like this in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance as well. Yeah. Where yeah. things can either work for you or against you mm -hmm. uh, when the, the spells. They're very powerful, but they can either hit everyone or just hit the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the uh, the flavor of this, which is that they just they can see the future and they can understand probability. So like mm -hmm. when you try to invoke this, it's like, OK, if they stand here, they're going to become a frog. <laughs> yeah yeah very neat like 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 very like it's similar it reminds me of like uh the scarlet witch in the comics yeah yeah you know um super cool mm -hmm. again great flavor but yeah it's either condemn or it's uh predict and both of them have the ability uh both of them uh, have the potential to hit your party or the enemies uh themselves mm -hmm. Uh, for the Oracle, um, the, so mastering them does not take a lot of AP, um, mm -hmm. and generally for any caster, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to do this because they have one of the highest, like, just boosts to different uh, caster-based uh, skills if you're going to mm -hmm. be rolling around as a freelancer. Additionally, their final uh, ability is Look Ahead, which just gets rid of random encounters. Yeah, uh, so that's that's why I may sound a little bit more sunny about the game from this point forward because I spent an episode of Chernobyl just grinding um, Crowley up with this, um, yeah. So I could run around with impunity. What a, what a blessing! Yeah, you know, to to in this game to get rid of those. Yeah, because they they are just a really and really, and, I, really and I was already thing. powerful enough by this point, you know. Yeah. So. yeah. Um. Do you have uh, in the notes Necromancer? No, Necromancer Remember? comes later. That Necromancer okay, is, is it's ridiculously almost, yeah, late. Yeah, the post game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought so. I just want to make sure, just because I, I, I never, I've never gotten Necromancer, mm -hmm. so I don't. I only kind of know what it does. Yeah, but yeah, that's later. Mm -hmm. um, so these are the three you get now. Um, we have some optional content we can do before going into the big final set of end dungeons. Yes, um, and most of these involve getting uh, your summons. Really? Yes. Uh, but yeah. uh, the first one here is to get your last class, aside from the Necromancer, yep. I suppose. The last of the base classes. So you remember back in Wall's Tower, when that crystal shattered, one of them was up on a ledge um, and you couldn't get to it. Well, we're going to go back and get it. Yep. Because uh, now the tower is sunk, so we can go uh, go grab it. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's sunk and we get this and we had to fight Gogo, <laughs> uh, you know, also uh, in Final Fantasy VI. Uh, who is a mime who does this kind of rhyming uh, riddle when you when you run into him mm -hmm. about how to beat him um, about like how great mimicry is. Yes, he's um, a consummate showman. This go go. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and the trick is uh, to to do nothing. It's you know again like something that would have been extremely clever if not for the Dark Knight. Yeah. You know, you know, paladin fight, right? Um, so in this one, you have to do nothing, which is uh, defending. Yes. He's doing nothing, so you have to do defending. Mm -hmm. You have to do nothing. Yeah. And he finally he, says, he also, oh, you, perfect mimicry. I did nothing and you, and you did nothing. So you understood. You understand mimicry so you can get access to this class. Yeah. He's he's lying, too. There's this weird thing where he says he'll do whatever you do. Mm -hmm. But when you attack, he just does this incredibly powerful counterattack. That <laughs> yeah. isn't what you did. <laughs> so like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Go, go. 
Yeah. Uh, so this is probably a little bit stressful uh, because when you go into the tower, it's underwater. So you have a seven minute time limit. Bart says, okay, I'm going to have to hold my, I'm going to have to hold my breath. And I think I can hold it for exactly seven minutes. Yep. And so, then you can open a chest and he can go, I can hold my breath for seven more minutes <laughs> uh, and re up your, your, your seven minutes. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Um, so you get mime. Mime is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like freelancer, except you also have the mime command mm-hmm. that you can do, which allows you to do the same thing that was just done for no cost. Yeah. Basically. Uh, and you can also, uh, reassign, uh, you're not stuck with either attack or the, uh, item. the item. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get rid of those, which is great because if you have rapid fire, you never need to attack mm-hmm. or even, you know, if you have aim, Yeah. right? Like why would you ever attack as aim never misses? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, mimes are cool. Yes. Mimes are good. Yeah. Uh, if you go to the Jack Hole cave um, and you can get it through there, you can get into the ball castle basement uh, where you can fight Odin. Yes. Um, and he does a timer, like it's another timing based thing. Again, you can kind of see shades of like when the developers talked about, they'd become mm-hmm. kind of obsessed with these timer based things. Yeah. Um, he sets a timer. He's going to do his kill you move. Yes. In a minute. He's going to murder in a minute. So you have a minute to, to kill him as a, as a kind of a DPS race. Mm-hmm. So cool and good. I like that. I like that encounter. Yeah. 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 And getting him is great. Like he can kill, you know, everything in one shot, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a classification that enemies have that I think is called heavy. Yes. Which is when they're immune to uh, gravity, instant death, things like that. Yeah, yeah. And not everything you expect to have, it has it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. And uh, I, th- I think this is the introduction to if something is resistant to Zant- uh mm-hmm. he will throw Gunger. Yeah, he'll do he'll do some damage, which is, is a great, you know, that needs to be the case. Yes. Yeah. Now yeah. uh, you can go get Phoenix at the Phoenix Tower. Uh, you've mm-hmm. got to ride the Black Chocobo. Um, over to this desert that uh, has no place for your airship to land to get in here. Uh, the, the tower is interesting. Um, I eventually just looked up a fact to see which way to go because I, uh, I was on no random encounters, so I didn't even want to mm-hmm. have punishment encounters. Uh, yeah. It's 30 floors, um, and to move forward without getting a, an encounter, you've got to examine the correct wall panel yeah. uh, to move and, upward. And a monster pops out Yeah, uh, when you do so. And then you fight the monster, and that lets you go to the panel yeah. up there. Well, no, um, the, the, the monster on, the, the monster only pops out if you do not uh, if you hit oh, the wrong if you one. The wrong, yeah, if you wrong hit the, if you hit the right one, then you just go forward. Uh, Phoenix okay. kind of sucks in this game. Yeah, I, I didn't do this. I just read about it. Yeah, like I was just like, I don't need this summon, and I need this game to be over. So yes. I, I did not do this. Yeah, uh, um, Phoenix only revives one person while doing damage uh, to the yeah. uh, to the uh, enemies. So it's probably worthwhile fire damage yeah but it's but also, also like incredibly costly yeah it's really expensive and even with you know even with a gold hairpin even with half yeah. mb it's like 50 you know? um it, yeah. it's 50 with a gold hairpin so yeah which is quite a lot and then you're also giving up your head slot mm-hmm. to a gold hairpin which you might be doing anyway but doesn't have good stats yeah so yeah uh but you get to the top and you... this is where here you the wind drake sacrifices himself to turn into phoenix yeah. And this is where you get the uh the flashback again, more hand ringing about the Windrakes. Uh, you know, Lena's mom is sick and she hears that the Windrake's tongue will cure her. So she goes out and the you know the the stable master says, like, oh, if you do this, you're gonna kill the last Windrake. You're given a choice, regardless of what yeah. you do. Uh she doesn't do it. So you can uh decline out of your own conscious conscience, which is the right thing to do. If you say yes, the king of tycoon comes out and like slaps you. Yeah, it's like, yeah, don't cut out the wind drakes ton to save your mom. Yeah. Even though, right, like arguably, 
I don't know. The, the moral arithmetic is not quite as black and white. Yeah. For this, I think. Mm-hmm. Like if it's you know like this this person, it's like your mother. Mm-hmm. And there's this animal. I don't know. Yeah. I love animals. Yeah. But I'm not. Yeah. So, it is. Uh, it's it's a weird little scene, but it's it's you know it's good. You know, once you once you do it, um, then the uh, you know we got Phoenix as we mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we can also go fight Bahamut. Yes. Go up to uh, North yep. Mountain, which is unchanged yep. except for when you get to the top. Uh, you just have a really tough fight with uh, Bahamut. Usually incredibly yep. hard because uh, he's got his mega flare that comes out. Uh, I only yep. survived uh, this by having jumpers. Yep, another timed kind of kind of a deal. Yeah. So now we can go to the final dungeon, um, which is huge. Ooh, really like, big. We're, this is like one of the biggest, like, this is this would be like if the moon from Final Fantasy IV was, was the beginning of that dungeon. Mm-hmm. Like the whole moon almost. Like this is yeah. so huge. There's so many bosses. Yeah. I think the only dungeons we've played that, like, the only game that we've played that has dungeons that are bigger than this um, is Fantasy Star IV. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that it's like bigger. Like mm-hmm. maybe as big, but like. Yeah. I don't know, bigger. Yeah. This is really big. It's a, it's incredibly uh, big. Yeah, this is um, a huge dungeon. And it's got a cool flavor. Mm-hmm. So, like, the idea is this is different areas that have been pulled into the rift. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that, like, surreal landscape. Like, you mm-hmm. go through a door and you enter into another biome. Yes. Uh, here. Yeah. Um, I am not as warm on this because I did not grind up no encounters. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, have 99 ethers and I just <laughs> do the most efficient, high-damaging thing I possibly can every turn. So I can not look at the encounters if I can help it. Yeah. Uh, here, but they're never, you know, rest assured, the encounter rate does not lessen here. No, and, no. Uh, you get into a million fights. Yeah, and you're fighting, like, this is where you're starting to get into the Iron Giants and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, really, really tough. Like, enemy, like, random encounters that are, like, boss fights, mm-hmm. where you run into one and you do the boss fight, and then you walk four steps into another boss fight. Yes. Essentially. Um, yeah, it's it's too much. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it again. You know, the the flavor, the the sugar they were talking about, the flavor. Like, I don't think this is a fun dungeon. Yeah. Um. Like, it um, is hard to do. Like, the idea of like testing, you know, making a really hard dungeon at the end, like testing your party and stuff like that, uh, is makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's a different test to be like, can you do this versus can you do this seventy times? Yes. You know, and that second is not a good test. <laughs> You know, I'm not. I'm not an office chair. No. That you know, I'm not. I'm not a seatbelt. Yeah, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're not in that, like tor- that that vaguely sexual chair torture machine that's in IKEA's. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not in the chair torture. Like the, to check how many seventy thousand rubs this, uh, this chair can have, right? Yeah. Like, it's just it's very frustrating. Like, it is cool that it is the final exam, and I had made a very powerful party at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everyone attacks a lot. I have a uh, spell spell blade yeah. abilities to to just cast holy eight times. Yeah. You know, uh, for two of my, my four guys, mm-hmm. uh, everyone else is really trained up and it's still just like wears on you. You know, it, it is just this drain of patience and resources, like literal mm-hmm. in-game resources and just like my desire to keep looking at the screen. Yeah. Uh, that is just like dying yes. from this. 
Absolutely. More so than other Final Fantasies we've done. Yes. For sure. Ab- ab- absolutely. Um, and it's a bummer because the bosses here are very good. Um, the bosses are that, cool. That this, this is where our experiences drastically differ because for me, this was, I got all the flavor and I got all these bosses just kind of in a row without those interruptions. So like, yeah. this is <laughs> like, like in it's a like way. A yeah, well, like it's, the, it's 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 like a it's like a really good uh, boss rush with like new yeah. new challenging bosses and things. Like in a way, this is as close to a perfect experiment you can get to. Here's a world with random encounters, and here's a world without them. Yeah, more <laughs> like the AB thing. And it's <laughs> worth noting that the ability to obviate random encounters wasn't introduced until the GBA version. Yes, right. So it's like there's at no point was this an intended part of this experience. The mm-hmm. version you had. Yes. At every point up until that point, the idea was mm-hmm. the intended experience was to just slog through this yeah you know so yeah this this like this definitely broke me like i was mm-hmm. already pretty broken with some of these dungeons and this thing yeah. but this fucking broke my enjoyment of this like yeah. in, a, in a pretty rough way yeah um the bosses are good mm-hmm. you know but he, they didn't even impact each other though because like the excitement that i get when running into a boss in final fantasy 5 which is i get to see the the cool design usually the cool sprite work mm-hmm. listen to one of the better music tracks in the game and i get to try to figure it out yes. right like they're a puzzle if you're going into that like tired, mm-hmm. you know, like no, no matter how good like a piece of like food is, right? Like you have like this like amazing, just absolutely delectable like piece of cake, mm-hmm. right? It still doesn't sound good if I have eaten an entire bag of cornmeal first. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean the cake is bad. Mm-hmm. It means I'm not in the mood for cake anymore. Yeah. yeah and that's my experience with those fights. Yeah. yeah. My appetite was spoiled. So yeah, it, it fucked me up, fam. Yeah. Like I was not happy with it. Um, <laughs> even if the bosses are cool and the flavor is cool. Yeah. So and and again, we already brought it up, and I, there are people who are just like, oh, you just don't like grinding. It's like, well, it's just it's it's fucking a lot. Yep. You know, like it was it was miserable. Like I'm I'm not making up that I was miserable mm-hmm. during it. You know, if 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 people get frustrated by this and they're just like, oh, this is what you always say about it, it's like, yeah, but I was fucking miserable. Yeah. You know, the choice between the choice is either uh I act honestly about my experience playing this game or we no longer do games like this. Yeah. That is the choice because I'm not going to like lie about it. I'm not going to like, if I had a bad time, I had a bad time. Yeah. You know, I'm not making up something. No. So it's, it's, those are the two options, you know? So if you're frustrated, like hearing it, I have some sympathy for you because I get frustrated when I listen to people rag on stuff that I like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, at the same time though, I can't do any, I can't be somebody else. No. You know, I can't play this with your with your hands or with your thoughts or your your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I got mine. So no. Um. Anywho. Anyway, uh, so we start with starting the desert, uh, and then that opens up into these mechanical ruins, then a forest. Again, we're kind of moving through these biomes. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um. Once we get through the forest, we run to our first boss, uh, Calo Fistieri. <laughs> Calo Fistieri, uh, not Fistieri. Yeah. I think Fistieri. you turned it, you, tr- you turned it from Greek into into Italian. Calo Fistieri. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, she's a caster who works entirely in status effects, uh, kind yep. of using drain as a kill shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's good. I mean, like, like status effects, you know, like generally fuck you up pretty good uh, because mm-hmm. they end up taking turns. Uh, yeah. You know, there, like, there is no, uh, you know, outside of, outside of mix, there is no, um, you know, just Azuna all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a move economy tax. Yeah. You know, so this fight ends up being about, keeping your DPS up while managing these debilitating status effects mm-hmm. and figuring out which status effects you can live with. Yes. You know, like if you get blind on a caster, maybe it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, things like that. Frog, frog or mini on your fighter. Nah. 
not yet. Got to gotta address that. Yes. You know, and she moves like gets a lot of turns. All the bosses get a lot of turns, like move very quickly. Mm-hmm. So there's a time pressure to all of these. Yes. Um, next, you're into these caves, and this is where you can choose to fight Omega. I did not do this this time. Mm-hmm. I did not do yeah. Omega or Shinryu. I also did not do the challenge dungeon at the end of this. So, you know, yeah. if that is a shortcoming, I apologize. Oh, well, we're, we're a couple of fake gamer boys. Yeah. The, um, I, I did between them. this and like, Sekiro, like... it's a big season for us <laughs> being fake gamer boys. No, so. I, I did these in the past. Like, I've done all the optional content in this game. I just didn't do it this time. Yeah, I like that they just give you a badge. Yeah. In this, like, there's something kind of incentivizing about that, whereas in 7, you actually get mechanical awards, mm-hmm. rewards, which I like. But I, I can also see the argument of just giving you a badge so you're not tempted to do it for anything other than wanting the challenge of doing it. Yes. Yeah. And the system we're bringing to this makes this more... I mean, I feel like this actually is true about the optional bosses in uh, 7 as well, where they're basically puzzles. Yeah. Like, you're trying to figure out how to optimize the system. But mm-hmm. because the system is good in this, yeah. you know, I think these are cool optional bosses. I didn't do it this time because I was out of patience, but... Yeah. I do think they're cool. Yeah. But like with Omega, you know, just it will it will wreck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially is what it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, we go to the library. Uh, there's another boss within a book mm-hmm. uh, here. Um, this is a panda. Not a uh, panda. panda. <laughs> it, it, so it is, it, it's not a panda. It is a, 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 a panda. A-P-A-N-D-A. Uh, Appanda. Oh. Yeah. No, I was not correcting your pronunciation. I was I was okay. not doing that. I was making a joke because it making you, sure it wasn't you, a, no, panda, you, you, a singular you, panda. You absolutely made it sound like you fought a panda bear. Well, I don't know what I fought. Uh, a panda. I mean, I don't know how it's pronounced. No, you know? no, it's fine. Like you, you yeah. said, you said it the right, <laughs> Gary. I, I, I like believe me when I tell you, I was not correcting your pronunciation. I was making a joke about fighting a fucking panda. Okay. Okay. I wish we fought a panda. <laughs> The, uh, Does it the take him down a peg? Yeah, I'll be, learn like, to fuck. Yeah, learn to fuck, guys. I, I need to, you guys to stop being endangered. <laughs> if I have to hear one, if I have to get to see your World Wrestling Federation logo mm. one more time because you guys don't want to have babies, like just do it for sport. Do it for us. Yeah, you know, have them babies. Like if I have to manually put your dick in that panda, I will. <laughs> like I will breed you. It's a threat or a promise. Yeah. Um. So apata apapata. Uh, you're, you're, uh, fighting, uh, uh, you're fighting a eucalyptus. You're fighting. You're fighting a koala. Yes. Um, and uh, so this is uh, an enemy where the responses, kind of the counters, depend on whether you're doing physical or magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes away. It halves you a lot. Is kind of yeah. the gimmick here. So yeah. halves your level, which is kind of abstract to see what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you see you know the difference in your immediate stats, but the difference in like your you know strength and your out your damage your evasion things like that are all invisible to you. Mm-hmm during the fight. So it's kind of hard to see exactly how much impact that's having. Yes. Um, but it's, it's rough. Yeah. Having your MP is a big deal as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we move past this into, uh, the castle, uh, which has optional bosses kind of as you navigate it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So like they're like in the dungeon, there are some cells with a bunch of old men just kind of running in circles. Sure. Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, each one of these, when you run into it, it, it has its own optional boss encounter. Uh, first with Alta Royte, uh, and mm-hmm. then halfway through the thing, you know, just an old man in a in a in a robe, uh, and at the end, it turns into uh, Jura Avis, uh, which is you know flying serpent kind of boss. Nothing too special about these, but like if you want to get all that dancer gear, you got to fight six of them. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of boss fights, yeah. and it's been we haven't had a save point in a while. We have yeah. to earn our save point, <laughs> by which going, is the next thing. Yeah, by going and fighting Azul Magia. 
or Blue Mage. Yes. Um, you know, Azul and Magia. Mm-hmm. Um, so this boss uh, just uses blue magic. You can get anything you missed. Yep. Uh, has all the blue magics in the game. Yeah. Basically. Um, pretty clever. Again, using the, the game systems, you know, the boss is using the same things that we use. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. Yeah. Um, yep. So this gets you the save point. Good. Good thing to have. Um, yep. And the exit is guarded by another boss, mandatory boss here, Catastrophe, uh, which is a uh, which is a beholder looking kind of yeah. guy. Um, yep. big, big old Orby fella, uh, with an eye and tentacles and stuff like that. He's in a cell with a woman. You kill the catastrophe. It's not necessarily a huge deal. Like it, you know, if you have float on, you can get rid of, you, you can, uh, avoid his strongest attack, uh, earth shaker. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And you're going to want to have float on cause there's no, uh, detriment to having float. Yes. You know, um, on, so that's gonna, that's gonna help you a lot with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so you move up to the throne room, um, where this woman, uh, who is there turns into, uh, Hallie Carnassus. Yeah. yeah. Um, who is another strong kind of mage fighter hybrid, mm-hmm. um, who will do this kill shot when you summon. Right. Uh, and will cast holy. So big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, just like, it just, it's just ridiculous when she hits you cause she has like 6,000 damage. I think it might be one of the most damaging attacks in the game before you get to the, uh, before you get to the optional yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or the optional stuff, yeah. yeah. So, you know, very, very, very tough. Uh, no real strong gimmick, just, like, a lot of rigor. Yeah. Uh, so the way forward to the heart of the rift is on top of the castle here. Um, it is guarded by uh, a big, you know, like, Ultima Weapon, Atma Weapon kind of guy, uh, Twin Tania. Uh, you read mm-hmm. a book about this guy uh, down in the library with a panda, um, uh, which mentions, like, hey, you know, like, whenever something is charging up for Giga Flare, it's vulnerable to all these things. Uh, you got to put that knowledge into, uh, into practice here because mm-hmm. this is not just a strong melee fight. It eventually decides to, tr- to start charging up for Giga Flare and it will end you, uh, if it, if it fires off. I love, uh, I love that you read about this in advance and can read strategies mm-hmm. for it. Um, that's something that, you know, we, we obviously like we praise Witcher 3 for, yeah. right. As something that's cool. And it's something that I was thinking about, like, I would just love to see in games, uh, in general, Mm-hmm. You know, in the the ongoing, this is off topic, but in like the ongoing discussion in the Slack um, about Sekiro, mm-hmm. one of the things that uh, we were talk, talking about and I, I thought of is a solution for the kind of the, the you know, getting uninspiring pickups yeah. in that game. And this could, you know, if you've never played Sekiro, this could apply to any video game. Mm-hmm. Replace that stuff with knowledge. Yeah. You know, like if I go into a corner and you can't give me something worth picking up there, have a little note that tells me a boss strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, tie in getting boss strategies and like weaknesses and stuff like that. And I think about how many games we've done where weaknesses are really poorly signaled, right? Mm-hmm. Like we did Salt and Sanctuary, and it's like, well, this guy uh, is just happens to be weak against poison, but there's nothing about him that indicates that. Yeah. You know, that'd be a great thing to like find in the world. Mm-hmm. Like make exploration tied to knowledge. Yeah. And I just don't see that very often in games. Like you just end up with these esoteric things. You have to look on a wiki or look online to find weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a cool example of, of, of that happening very early on. Yeah. You know, in games. Um, and yeah. I think that's a cool, just kind of basically a cool design thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you, know, you read this. Okay. Like I was uh, like, maybe I'll forget this. Maybe I'll remember it. Maybe I just get this flash of inspiration um, as I come up against this horrible, um, you know, deadline within this fight. That's uh, mm. a good, it's a good like dramatic moment. Yeah, yeah, Dram- cool, uh, cool fight. Dramatic moment of inspired mastery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this uh, afterwards, we are able to actually move into the void. Mm-hmm. Um, Gilgamesh stands on this this portal, um, and he's just he's there for for dialogue. Yeah. Like he hates that he's trapped here. Um, we tell him how to get out. 
Uh, and he's like, hey, once this is over, we can be buddies. Yeah. So it's like, oh, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, friend. Yeah. <laughs> but I just love, I love that he's standing right by the exit. Just talking about how much it sucks here. Like, it's cold. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah, try, try walking that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, New York's that way, my good man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. So um, this is good. Uh, you know, uh, we, we can mm-hmm. uh, we can send him on his way. Uh, there's a chest uh, in the next area that contains Shinryu. Mm-hmm. Um, another optional boss fight. Uh, it will wreck you in different ways than Omega does. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's, you know, I know uh, if you like, like I said, I, I also went through into these optional things. I think it is cool that mm-hmm. they're there just because I didn't do it this time. It doesn't mean I, I think they're not yeah. good. Uh, something that is good about this, when you um, open up the chest to fight Shinryu, uh, you can run away. Yeah. I just like, like yeah, yeah. oh, fuck, I, I should, I don't. I'm not ready for this. I've got to be yeah. level 50 plus for this. Probably I'm like level 45. Well, uh, and I, have I a very specific party. Like it's yeah. not a very improvisational fight. No, like you have no. to have kind of stats worked up in advance, but I just tried to run away and I could. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which makes sense for somebody who's inside a chest. Yeah. You know, so it's like running away from somebody with their pants around their ankles. Like, of course you can <laughs> run away from them. He's got two chests around his ankles. Yeah. If you ever interrupt a boss shitting, like you, you're, you're old. <laughs> yep. You know, the, uh, it's so. the, the, the Viva La Bam or JRPG. Yeah. yeah. Only, uh, all the bosses you interrupt shitting. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, um, so the, yeah, that's why yeah, it's Bam, <laughs> Bam Major, Bam Majera, Bam Marijaga. <laughs> the, uh, so, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so. Uh, there's a safe point here that is also guarded by a sorcerer. Uh, and this ends up being like weirdly, um, a story significant optional boss fight because mm-hmm. Gilgamesh is going to come back. Uh, but not before we end up fighting necrophobe and the barriers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my so favorite have... new wave band. Yep. And necrophobe is a good, mm-hmm. like scared of the dead. Okay. Yes. Voldemort. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, they all have a reflect on them. Uh, and you need to take out the barriers in order to make Necrophobe vulnerable, but we can't fight them all uh, with targeted spells right. because of that reflect. Yeah. Um, once you do enough damage, basically Gilgamesh mesh comes to like finish things off. Right. And then self-destructs to kill Necrophobe. Yeah. So we're not going to become friends out in the real world. No. And he gives like a tearful goodbye, like saying, oh, Kryle, your your grandfather loved you. Bart, I would have loved to fight you again. <laughs> yeah. Like, he says something for everybody. Yeah. Lena, I'm sure you seem nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, Lena, keep, keep, keep on reaching for that shining star, girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ferris, um, I like your shirt. <laughs> you know like he's he, to say he, something about all these four of these characters he, he, he tells ferris like you're gonna have to learn to act like a lady eventually like, oh fuck yeah you. i forgot yeah he, he doesn't just make up something anonymous he says like yeah you, yeah he, he reinforces strict gender roles fuck this guy yeah uh go on do it did a 180 on know that <laughs> like why does he know that part of her i don't know, you know? Well, a, lot of, a lot of gossip around x death shop yeah, he was he was one of the courtiers. Uh there he was he was spying. So, so. um so uh atop this uh, mountain in the void, uh we can walk up this mountain to get to Xdeath. Reveals his true form by turning into a tree and sucking more people into the void. Yeah, because of course we need five more minutes of that. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, fun exaggerating. Um Yeah, yeah. It's not 5 minutes, but it is, you know, to your point like it's we 
we've done this. We've seen it, yeah. right? Um, so we're stranded in the void. Uh, we think we're, we're just going to die, but the spirits of the Dawn Warriors come back. Uh, having used their last strength previously, mm-hmm. used their last, last, last strength to uh, to wake us up and return us to X-Death in order to fight. Yes. Uh, and this gets us to our first uh, phase against X-Death. Both of these phases are going to play out in the same battle. Uh, but uh, this form is X-Death's uh, kind of, you know, basically head and shoulders sticking out of a gigantic tree. Uh, yeah. This design is cool and good. Yeah, this is fine. Yeah, yeah I got no problem with this. Um, and so when you're fighting him, he generally uses White Hole, which kills and petrifies your party members. Yeah. Uh, pretty nasty. This is a big deal because it's not yeah. just using Phoenix down or raise to get somebody back. You also have to use Azuna, um, or a, a gold needle. Yeah. You know, so big, big inventory tax and you're adding heat, uh, DPS up bit, output mm-hmm. while you're juggling, keeping your party going. Yeah. You know, so very, very tricky. You need to be optimized for this. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really phenomenal to have double cast. Oh yeah. Uh, at this point, because just for efficiency, like mm-hmm. if you can raise and Asuna somebody, mm-hmm. you know, in the same turn that just makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. So my Lena, my Lena was a mate, you know, it was, what was a mime who had, you know, white time and double cast on. Like yeah. it just, it made it the world of difference for this. Yeah. Um, and as, uh, access starts taking damage, uh, it starts doing holy as well. Yeah. So again, um, incredibly nasty. Yeah. Hoping you know, just uh, holy is extremely nasty because basically nothing gives you any kind of like, you know, benefit against it. You know, yeah. you can't really put up a resistance to it. Yeah, it reflects works for it, right? Like I don't have reflect because I need to Kiraga everybody, but yeah, yeah. I think uh, reflect works I b- for believe, it, but yeah, I believe it possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is only the first phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, moves boosh. Uh before Neo X Death turns into this big pile of garbage. <laughs> like a big pile of colorful garbage sprites. Yeah. That I think looks extremely uncool to me. Yeah, it's it's um like the level of detail seems really inconsistent across the sprite sheet. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, I know that's a really technical, uh, uh, that's a very technical, uh, criticism of this. Uh, this isn't something that we would see later, you know, as you kind of rise up the tower of, you know, final Kafka, right. Which is, yeah. you know, a, explicitly a big, a big pile of junk and statues and, you know, different monsters and things executed much more artfully there right here. <laughs> it's like 17 different monsters all kind of agglomerated together. Uh, into what seems to be inspired by like a Hieronymus Bosch painting, but done very inelegantly and inexpertly, it feels like. One one of the reasons why I know that I think that this is not a good boss design um, is because if I look at art, like fan art of it, mm-hmm. it still doesn't look very cool. Yeah. It still just looks really, really messy. Like X-Death has this kind of like beetle shell at mm-hmm. the back. It has this insect kind of bee butt. And then there are creatures just kind of coming out of it. Yeah. Like they're not attached as legs. They're just kind of grafted on. Yeah. In a way that feels very, uh, just kind of sloppy, mm-hmm. you know, when compare that to Kafka's tower, which looked like cancerous. Yes. Like there was a bunch of like flesh colored things all growing out of each other in like a really organic looking way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that just made, you know, I just think was a lot more artfully done. Yeah. There's also, and this is a weird complaint because we, sometimes complain about the opposite uh it's too colorful mm-hmm. like it is too many different bright colors that just make it seem silly yes like there are parts of this thing that came out of him that are organic that are also wearing clothing mm-hmm. you know that just seems just odd yeah to me 
So, um, I mean, so there, like, there is a justification for this insofar as, like, this must be all the spirits that were sealed away into the tree that condensed into what X-Death was. And now that the containment's gone, they are kind of, like, manifesting as their own kind of expressions on the same, you know, mass or whatever. Um, yeah. Poorly conveyed. Yeah, I just I just don't think it looks very cool. Yeah. You know, and again, comparing with Kefka and then comparing to with uh, uh, Zeromus, mm-hmm. which at least looks just looked like a big space tumor. Yeah. Right. Like Z- Zeromus looks like that. And that's that's fine for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, like Googling this, uh, you know, uh, just, just the image of this creature did uh, give me a scene of him and Bart's kissing. <laughs> so somebody out there read this, the subtext that I didn't. <laughs> so like, uh, you know, so somebody was just kind of like, yeah, the developers really wanted these characters to have sex, but didn't didn't trust the audience and couldn't actually express themselves. Like, no, but no. the subtext is there. Yeah, it's a it's, it's, um, a, it's a nuance that would that would have been lost on you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just didn't, didn't didn't see it somehow. I didn't think that the, the smoldering romance between Bart's and, and Neo X stuff was really there. Yeah, um, th- this is one thing that I do remember from the anime, like very explicitly, like Neo X Death's um, design of that, like fucking me up as a kid mm. because it is, is, it, is it, 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 it is scary and good there. Uh, it's, it's better. It's a very I, similar not, idea to this. It. Yeah. So yeah, uh, no, it's it stuck with me as like, a, oh, I shouldn't be seeing this because it was like it was gore. Oh, gotcha. it, was, it was like a big pillar. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. So, oh, well, how do you even go about starting to finger Neo X death? Like, if, <laughs> if, if the shipping thing it, it offers it offers so many opportunities. I know, but it's like analysis paralysis. <laughs> no, it's it's like you're whatever's in the closest. Of the you don't 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 overthink this. You don't overthink true love, Gary. <laughs> I guess whichever's closest. Any port in a storm. Uh, you know, never say port again. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, they're ports. He has multiple ports and, uh, you know, ports yeah. and apertures and, uh, again, you know, upload. Yeah, lots, um, of, lots of places to, to mount up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, so and it's also weird that he's this big pile of a dozen monsters, but he has four targets. Yeah. Like they're zoned. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just strange. Yeah. Um, and this is incredibly tough. Um, I was probably a little under leveled for this, right? Like I had that. I had a very strong party that could do mm-hmm. holy a bunch of times, which he doesn't stand up to very long, but he does a lot of like huge toll. Like he throws out a bunch of meteors and stuff mm-hmm. um, and does a bunch of debilitating status effects. And depending with through this attack called grand cross, which has status effects to the whole party. And depending on what resistances you have and how lucky you are, um, this is a huge turn tax. Yeah. Um, one of these could possibly be death yeah. as well. Uh, grand cross. Like I, I, I had to do these fights twice. Uh, because Grand yeah. Cross just gave me a really bad hand. I don't think that this is a really well-designed boss fight, actually, because mm-hmm. that can very quickly amount to what feels like instant death or is close enough to instant to not be, you know, we can't recover. functionally different. Yeah. yeah. And and the, the rhythm of boss fights in Final Fantasy V so far has included multiple run-ups. Like, you're, it's, it's in the DNA to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, fail once or twice, then come back with a different build. Yeah. So I get that, right? It's so I don't think it's like super well designed either. It does feel basically par for the course yeah. for this, but without as much gimmick, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I would have preferred something very clever yeah, uh, to this, like some of the bosses leading up to it rather than just like, hey, it's another really tough caster yeah. physical hybrid, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I don't so, see an obvious way. And this could just be my, um, you know, me, me failing to see it, but I don't see an obvious way that either of these uh, final boss fights leans on uh, a knowledge of the job system. You know, other than just optimization, yeah. right? Like you just have to, it's not knowledge of the job system. It's, 
almost like exploring the breadth of it. Yeah. Right. Because like having things like like you, you kind of the way that this ended up working was having because I, you know, reverse or uh, swapped over to mime, mime mm-hmm. zone, mime time. Um, then I could not have fight on characters that didn't fight, things like that. So it was about every character being a really wide toolbox yeah. for things. So like this is where like so I didn't truck around with it earlier or anything like that, but this is where like I had a couple levels of chemist. Yeah. Just enough to, you know, to be able to to be able to use some of some abilities from that. Things like that, like being able to get these edge cases yeah. and stuff. It isn't it's not a great final exam though. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. And I have no emotional connection to anything that's happening, which is the bigger issue. Yeah. Like we you know, we talked about Zeromis showing up and it just being a big space tumor and that being unsatisfying uh in the face of Golbez, right? Mm-hmm. Who you have a personal connection to and who is a character, even if he is kind of a flat, you know, maniacal character. Golbez gains context through his relationships. Yes. Like we learn a lot about Golbez. Like mm-hmm. Golbez is your, you know, is is related to you. Golbez is this uh is teams up with mm-hmm. Fusoya and is in tied to the lore and stuff. So like even though the fight with Aromas is a fight with a big space tumor mm-hmm. with your final five, before that you got to see the little cutscene fight with Golbez and Fusoya fighting him mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like there's all this kind of like lead up to it that what we have here is we have the Dawn warriors doing a trick that they've already done yes, to, to wake us up and give us their final power. And that's it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's, it's a worse, it's worse in every way that it can be worse. Like, I don't think it's a very good fight and the flavor at this point, at this point, that's supposed to be the most dramatic. Like, yes, you're fighting for the fate of the world, mm-hmm. but not an interest. Like it's not an interesting fate of the world. Yeah. It falls, you know? it falls flat when it, uh, it falls falls flat at a crucial moment. Yes, yeah. I just I just don't I just don't care enough about the stakes mm-hmm. for this to feel cool. Yes, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't I don't particularly care for this, and I just got through this like really really long annoying dungeon. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Um, we take him down. Yep. Next death goes down, and we get a crawl. You know, of a story about the void, uh, explaining how hey, you know, the, the the void is eternal. However, we've got these four essences represented and embodied by the crystals that will always exist to counterbalance the nothingness. Yep. Um, and our heroes wake up, you know, in the void of space they're like, okay, well we'd solve this. Didn't we? The, 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 the void should be gone. Um, they need to relinquish their crystal shards to kind of like reestablish the order, um, and reconstitute, uh, the seal against the void. So that's yep. what they all did. that grinding you did was for nothing. <laughs> it all goes back. Yeah, gotta, gotta, they, um... pull, gotta pull their materia. Yep. Yep. Uh, to seal the void away again. Um, the Dawn Warriors show up again, the spirits, mm-hmm. uh, and King Tycoon um, appear uh, and make a new wind drake to fly you back. Like, this is now the, I think, the fourth time the, the Dawn Warriors have used the last little bit of their juice. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay. Not very okay. miserly. Yeah. How, how many, how many uh, smokes you got left? Oh, it's my last one. I've been yeah. smoking your last cigarette all day, man. <laughs> yeah, come on. You know. <laughs> Uh, this flies us back to, to Bal Castle, where we get at kind of our epilogues. Yes. Um, and see what the characters have done. So uh, Bartz continues to wander. You know, that's what he's been doing. That's mm-hmm. what he will continue to do. Everyone ba- ends up back where they started, basically. Yeah. Right? Well, except for Ferris. Like, kind of. Yeah. Even though she does go to, like, hang out with her pirate friends. Like, yeah. yes, she's presiding over a tycoon, but she, like, moonlights as a pirate. She's pirate Batman. Yeah. yeah. Basically pirate Batman. So <laughs> she ends up mostly where she was. Yeah. Uh, Kryle, uh, you know, is the, the queen of Baal. So mm-hmm. she inherits 
the thing. And uh, Boku's uh, <laughs> no, it's Boku's leaf and poops out dozens of eggs. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they hatch the, immediately. Yeah, the clutch is released. Yeah, no, and the she, multitude she, she, swarm. She walks across the entire screen, leave, leaving, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> leaving I, eggs behind her like one of those old domino machines. When she gets yeah. to the end, all of them hatch in a row, and then yeah. like <laughs> they look on proud and then wave at the screen. Um, yeah, Boku falls back and a dust cloud pulls up like whoa you know, like a cartoon <laughs> and this is all done in front of the pirates yeah they all they, they love to watch dude yeah. they love to watch <laughs> miracle of birth man fuck yeah i don't the, the miracle of birth tre- is not fun to watch if you're, if you're not gonna treasure life i don't know what the fuck your point like like what your point is <laughs> i'm more into the null yeah okay i'm more into the void all right build a game around me <laughs> based on that um, um, and things end with a big montage and in memoriam of uh, of Gallif. Yeah. Throat slit. Crowd uh, yep. yep. <laughs> goes, yep. go, what's that? No, I was just laughing. Yeah. Crowd uh, yeah. goes uh, to, to visit the guardian tree to lay down some flowers. You know, she complains about feeling alone. Um, and I guess all the others were just waiting to ambush her. <laughs> they were just up yeah. in the limbs and they dropped down to, you know, to, to comfort her and Gallif's spirit Comfort causes- ambush. Uh, weird cake album um yeah. a gal of spirit causes the the flowers to turn into a field of flowers and so now we can all be together yep yep uh to do to do nothing in particular just kind of be friends i guess yeah, right around chocobos over the credits yeah, yeah Bart, bart's really needs to to have something to do yes like i'm really surprised that they didn't like be like hey you could be our royal guard or something uh-huh. i don't know yeah, like go, something go back and be the be the mayor of licks yeah there's six towns in this world man. they don't know what to <laughs> ride around to do like it's just grinding <laughs> Like his life is a post post game of grinding up freelancer. Yeah, you know how sad is that? Pretty like no sad. AB, AB. <laughs> um, so there is a uh, a post game dungeon. So we get kicked back out in the world. The game doesn't end here yeah. in the GBA version, um, where there is this really huge dungeon. Every enemy encounter is uh, like as hard as a boss fight. Yeah. It's very big. Uh, it's very long. Um, so just to refresh myself, I looked at the, like the world of long plays of this. The yeah. like the pretty much the entire last episode, uh, which is basically this is a dungeon that um, unfast forwarded or unskipped would be about three hours to get through. Yeah, yep. The chalice um, dungeons of Final Fantasy V. Yes. If you just can't get enough Final Fantasy V, it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a lot. Uh, there's not a lot of text to it. No. Um, no. Moving through the dungeon, you eventually get to the void. And remember the uh, Enuo, who was introduced and immediately dropped. Yes. Uh, He's here. It's like, hey, why have you come? For fortune? For fame? You know, know, I need to show you the power that the world so feared that they had to seal it away. Yep. Uh, And then you you fight him, uh, which we we didn't. So I can't Mm -hmm. really speak to that fight. I'm sure it is just... It's a lot. You know, I'm sure it's a lot. Like, more attacks that target more of your party that do more damage. Yes. Um... And this portion of the void falls, and you're sucked in this undersea rift, uh, where the new crystal appears, granting us the necromancer. Yeah. Um, which at this point, there's nothing really to do. Right. Um, you know, there's a boss rush challenge we can go to to use the necromancer. Mm-hmm. Um, the necromancer is really powerful. Yeah. Um, it has a bunch of, uh, and it's kind of like an interesting blue magic mm-hmm. thing. Instead of having an enemy have to use a spell on you, you have to kill an enemy with the necromancer mm-hmm. to to gain the attack. And yeah. they're always undead. Yes. So, they're so hard it's kind of like we're kill. in the bone mail, the bone mail all the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they're cool. Like they're very powerful. The, the effects are very powerful. But at this yeah. point, you're only doing it for this like boss rush mode. Yeah. You get it near at the absolute end of the game. Yeah. And um, your ultimate reward for doing all this is to get the medal of smiting, which is just, uh. You know, like a trophy. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, to prove that you've done it. And then you have done all the things other than maxing out every job, you know, if you want to. And then you can uh, you've done literally everything on your your FF five advance card. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's FF five. Yeah. Which is something that, like, I was, you know, I pushed to play this for the summer because I wanted something mechanically crunchy. Mm-hmm. And it is mechanically crunchy. Um, and there are parts where that really works for me. But on the whole, I was really sick of it by the end of it. And the uh, the lack of compelling story and melodrama sunk it for me. Like, no. you know, like uh, overdrew the, the bank. Yes. Like the, you know, the, the deposit I made with this cool job system, which is really neat. Like, go back to episode one. We talked a lot of sugar about it. I do think it's very cool. Even if they later did ver- better versions of it, I do think this is very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting it in a contextless void, like, is just kind of fucked it for me. Yeah. You know, I, I can't think of any good Final Fantasy we've done that wouldn't be improved with this system. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to meld this system onto four or six, mm-hmm. that would make them incredible. Yes. Like, and I, and I like the I like the system of six, actually. Mm-hmm. But this would be cooler. This is cooler in that system. Yeah. You know, um, but without... Something to hang your hat on without a narrative or characters or things to get invested about. It is just purely tap it, you know, JRPG combat, which is 99% random encounters, which are 100% not engagement. Yeah. You know, like the bosses are very engaging and cool. Building your guys is very cool. The time I spent in pause menus between battles, setting up my things was fun. Mm-hmm. Really fun. The actual act of playing the game by volume was so what the vast lion's share majority was really pretty tedious. Yeah, um, bad dungeons, um, too many random encounters, you know, just g- general yeah. things that, you know, we've talked about a lot, but it very much is, you know, like this is a big, important genre that looms large in so many people's minds. And just the reality, the reality of them is it's very disappointing. To, to me, it is right. Yeah. Like there are people who who react to these episodes and they're just like, hey, I love grinding. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love doing that. I love the act of turning off my brain and just kind of tap a tapping through. Mm-hmm. some random encounters and like there are games i turn off my brain for yeah you know i get it but I, to me the lo- the right level of engagement is a little bit more than just hitting the you know ha- setting up my cursor to memory you yeah. and just tapping through to get past things as fast as i can yeah and i'm not exaggerating when i say that's what you the only thing required yeah it just this, like, it, it um it, it, it for, for for sure especially like with it within an area you know when you yeah. know when you know the, the 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 general you know possibility space of the enemies that you're going to get into it just um it just it's not enough to in, induce the flow state i absolutely understand you chasing that feeling uh chasing yeah. chasing the flow you want to be in the zone you know you want to feel just engaged enough to have time disappear like I, yes. I i get it i so get it but there's just something about the texture of the you know the the texture of the dungeons and the interruptive nature of these random encounters that you know, grab you by the neck and wring your attention towards something that's not really worth paying attention to that, that stands in defiance of my desire to reach that state, you know, or my ability to, yeah. And, and, and cooperates with other parts of it that are 
on the surface stronger. Mm-hmm. So like the 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 dungeon design in this game, I think, is really horrible in general. The few times in which it's better where you have these kind of puzzles or things that might be a little bit more engaging. Mm-hmm. It's rapidly kind of whipping you between those two states. Mm-hmm. Like I need to pay attention to remember which one of these shoots I went down. Yeah, because one of them is the critical path. One of them gives me treasure. Two of them make me do a section over again. I need to remember what those are. That's anti-flow state. Yeah. That's requiring some attention. It's not a puzzle. It's not like a clever test of my mastery, but it is requires some kind of like thought mm-hmm. to it, you know, at the bare minimum. Getting yanked into this other mode uh, at, at like just an alarming rate that doesn't require that. Yeah. And having that that process that is a little bit elevated being interrupted is like the worst of both worlds. Yeah. Almost, you know, and this is not a, just a critique of Final Fantasy V. It's a critique of a whole era of the genre. Yeah, right? a very they, long era of the genre. The majority of the genre and um, entries now, right? Yes. Like there, are, there are games that come out now that don't make this better, mm-hmm. right? Like if you like, I I have a weakness for the Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. When you play Pokemon games, uh, this happens as well. Yes, like yes, you might be in. Right, you are always on the lookout for a new Pokemon you might want to catch mm-hmm. when you're in a new area. Um, so it has that element, but you're going to have when to walk through a cave and you're going to find some geodudes and zubats. Yep. You know, and you have to kind of always match this elemental weakness, but you are still like, there's a certain level of engagement that that flow state requires. Mm-hmm. And I think, and this is not a, there's no qualitative aspect to this. I think that for me though, what I've discovered is that level is higher than what this genre can typically give me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and even when uh, there are examples of the genre like, you know, we, so we, we did Crimson Shroud, right? Yeah. And Crimson Shroud has that one really unfortunate choice of, like, having that random jo- drop that's key to progress. That sucks ass. That's horrible. But what they did was, was one of the things I was thinking about with this is that, like, uh, JRPGs are hugely inspired by Dungeons & Dragons, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, inspired by uh, Wizardry, Might and Magic, uh, Dungeon Crawls. In the Black D&D, Onyx. Yep. Yeah, the Black Onyx. Yeah, exactly. Uh, D&D, there are random encounters. Mm-hmm. But it's such a minor part of the experience. Yeah. Like this. And it's one of the things I like about Crimson Shroud that I wish more games would do is like, what if when you went into a room in a dungeon, there were some skeletons about mm-hmm. and you beat the skeletons and now the skeletons are gone. Yeah. And now that room is fine. Yep. And there, you know? there and may you, be some event later that brings those skeletons back. But like there is a reason for it, it is it, yeah, there's a, there. There is a hand somewhere that did this. It's not just the state of being outside of a town is constantly being assaulted, both as a character being assaulted by these monsters and as a player being assaulted by this attention kind of thing, you know, and I wish they had just taken that rhythm from, from D and D as opposed to taking this weird, like compromised approach to it, where we know if we made these, these encounters really tough, that'd be, that'd be too much. Mm -hmm. So let's make them really easy. Like yeah. really, really easy until the end, like very mindless mm-hmm. and just throw in a bunch of them. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a thing where like a hundred, one percent, you know, in, encounters that are one percent good and you have a mm-hmm. hundred of them doesn't equal a hundred percent good encounter. Yeah. Like it's not it's not additive. And it just makes me like yearn for games where they uh, that have some of the flavor of this. Right. So like you take like, you know, I, I brought up Final Fantasy Tactics a lot during this and for good reason. Right. It, it's a very close relative. Mm hmm to this um that game has the uh story rhythms of a jrpg which i appreciate yes you are dealing with kingdoms you're dealing with this hidden threat uh that is supernatural um you're dealing with this melodrama Mm -hmm. you know um 
But the fights in that game are important. Yes. Like you don't go and just like, let's fight the dude. You're like, it's the battle at this forest. It's the battle in this castle. You know, these are important fights where you understand both sides. There's characters involved. Mm -hmm. You know, it's much closer to like a and d rhythm to what like the standard era of this DRPG has done, which I don't even, there's not like a fictional analog to this. Yeah. There's not a fictional or other game analog to what the experience of this is like, you know, other than like a clicker, basically like 99% playing a clicker game mm -hmm. because that is what, that's the verb you're doing. Yeah. So I, I much, you know, there are things that I like about the genre, even in terms of flavor and stuff that I just, I need to be away from that part of the genre. Yeah. I can't do that. Like if we, in the future we do, you know, we talked about final fantasy eight, nine, I would like to do those at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, probably I have to do a ROM hack that, obviates that mm -hmm. you know and it's going to be what the interesting thing is right like so we do that i mm -hmm. uh, we will not be able to present an accurate picture of what the game is right if you play final fantasy 8 on steam mm -hmm. and you turn off encounters and max stat that's not the game nope you know so it's it just it's i don't know it, it puts us in a weird position where like if you're listening to this and you're sick of hearing these same complaints i'm sick of making them mm-hmm and like I said earlier, the option is we don't cover this kind of game because this is endemic yeah. to the game. And if you like it, if you're like, oh, that's actually good. I like that you can just kind of zone out and do this. I would never take that away from you in a million years. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm shooting myself in the foot a little bit with this. Yeah. We, you know? we, we, we took a break from these by doing near last year. Yes. You know, and we, that was not enough time. That's a, yeah. And then we did end up doing 10 this year. Mm hmm. Right. Because we had taken that break. So this was not enough time since 10. 10 had a lot of the same problems, mm -hmm. you know, as this had. Um, like, I like 10. I think 10 has more fun combat. Yeah. Like, the you know, not the character build system, but the combat is actually yeah. more fun, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think 10 has, a, like, a much better plot. Yes. I think 10 has a, a messy plot, but I think it's a lot better than this. Mm -hmm. um, there are other things that kind of carry me through, but I just, I don't, hey. you know, I don't know how to get around this. And it is. I don't know how to get around it. I don't know. We can, we can yeah, do, I don't know. We can do Final Fantasy yeah. 12. We can do 12. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm playing that for fun now. I'm playing it on the, I'm playing it on the Switch, and I love it. It's, it's, I, it solves these problems for me. <laughs> I, I, would, I would revisit that. I have a real problem with character growth in that game, but I'd revisit <laughs> the Zodiac it. The job like, system fixes that. Like, okay. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. know there's, I know there's a version that I haven't played that fixes it, which is good. Yeah. I would give that a shot. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, you know, there are other things in this genre that are cool. Yeah. You know, Z that I understand there's... Yeah, Z Boy. Or no, not just ones that solve the problem. Like oh, yeah. that have interesting things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Your, your, like your uh, Shadow like Hearts I, and what have you. Yeah, Shadow Hearts. Like Final Fantasy Eight Nine, which mm -hmm. both of which I like, have really cool systems. This main method of interaction is such a big problem for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and it, it's not it's not new. I complained about this. Like we've the, been doing the these only, for eight years. <laughs> we've been doing these for eight years. Like Super Mario uh, RPG was like our fourth episode. So these have been baked into the, uh, the, and we always do big numbers. Like people like these episodes mm -hmm. and because people love these games, this is the thing I, I talked to Will about it. Right. So like Will, uh, is very, like he loves these games and he's mm -hmm. very explicit of like, yeah, I will never revisit them. Yeah. Like I love, I love, you know, I love final fantasy six. I'll just never replay it. Yeah. It's his, his perspective. And he's like doing that risks it because I'd rather just have the memories of just the good part. I don't mm -hmm. want to have the experience of playing it again. Reasonable. I think that's the right way to do it. Yeah. You know, I think that if if you are sensitive to this kind of thing, yeah. you know, uh, then that is the only real option. Yeah. And you know? additionally, you know, who knows if this is this is me being cynical or this is me, um, you know, projecting onto people. I have no idea how much of the discussion about the about these games 
you know, be, be it this series or, you know, any, any of the other big series is the result of, you know, people doing that, how much they're talking yeah. about their memories as opposed to like sitting down and playing. And that's not me trying to pull some kind of like weird rank or like, oh, we actually play through these games before we talked about them. You know, yeah, I, like, you, you, you don't you don't need to have you know, you don't like you don't need to like renew your Final Fantasy five license. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in order to domain. talk about it like that's yeah, that's fine. But like, you know, just like to under, understand that, like this is you know, in, in, in a lot of ways a part of a part of our approach. Yeah. You know, you know, it, it is. I think that there are people who revisit these things and don't understand what the problem is. Yeah. You know, or don't don't agree with us, our, our evaluations. There are people who don't revisit and just let those memories set in the vault. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, both of those approaches are fine. Yes. Like I have nothing, you know, nothing is against uh, I have nothing against people who don't agree mm -hmm. with us about this. Yeah. You know, you don't have to. Um, but it is something where, like, I do. I did feel like a breaking point during this episode where I was like, we can't just do this again. Yeah. Like if, if so, it's gotta be a long time. Yeah. Like, you know, and eventually it's like, well, you know, it, it's almost like exponential, right? Like we took a year break and then it's like, well, then would you take like a year and a half break, yeah. you know, between these things? I think that to me, the answer is doing things that explicitly avoid it. Mm -hmm. So like 12, I'm fine with, we talked about, uh, let us hang together. Yep. Uh, you let's know, cl cling together. Let's cling together. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so like things like that, have some of those same rhythms so we can get some of that melodrama mm -hmm. right and that flavor of the genre without engaging with the actual mechanics of the genre which no matter what system you put it in or what story you put it in is always a problem like i love six i liked covering four two years ago you know i i came to that and liked it i was like oh you know what i came away with a new thesis on this like this yeah. is my favorite like melodrama jrpg like i think that the story beats and pacing is actually really really good you still just spend so much time tappa tappa tapping. And well, I just, well, which, which one I'm sorry for four. Yeah. You know, like four still has that problem and it's a really good game. Mm -hmm. Like it's a really good example of this, yeah. you know, but it still is going to have that thing. Like I think that moving forward, you got to avoid that thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the tappa 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 cannot be, Yes. you know, cause it, at some point we are just going to end up making like, I don't know, like it's well, uh, our, 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 ourselves and many, and many other yeah. people miserable. Yeah. People are going to be cranky. Like, it's going to be like the people who like are like, oh, man, you know, lol, do a Kingdom Hearts off. And it's like, that's not going to make anybody happy. Right. Like, you know, you say, you may think you're going to want that, but I'm going to be mean and articulate about that game. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to like it. Yeah. Like, you may not agree with me, but you won't like it. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. This this was a real breaking point for me. Like, yeah. the, this third dungeon. It was a struggle to get through it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So despite the cool things and without this, we wouldn't have Final Fantasy Tactics, one of my you know top five games ever, like maybe my Desert Island game. I love that game. Mm -hmm. I have a lot to thank this game, but it is does not stand up for me as like a masterpiece that is fun to play. Yeah. yeah. So, so fuck, man. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know that I have anything else to add. You know, we, yeah. we, we talked about the trade off in the previous episode. Um, you know, again, that like, you know, having gone all the way through it now, um, that also, you know, <laughs> my, my our points remain about the yeah. idea that you had to trade you had to trade good and coherent story for the mechanics uh that is uh you know an ex post facto an, an ex post facto justification uh yeah. that does not actually stand up to uh any reason to my mind so yeah I, I don't buy it and even if you if it was the case like even if it was literally transactional like that um i think i'd question whether the tra that transaction was worth it yeah because i like four more than i like this game mm -hmm. you know and i i love mechanics i love crunch Yep. I still think four is a better game because it is possible to care about stakes. Yeah. 
And there's you know, character and, to like areas. You know, if, I, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm being honest, um, I played these games when I was little because of the stakes, because of the story, because of the melodrama. These have always mm-hmm. been story first uh, things yeah. for me. But um, yeah. yeah, it, it just it, it, it need... goes to show it like it, it underlines that. Yeah, you need that story. Yeah, you know stuff like that. So yeah, ultimately I came back to this and ended up liking it less than I wanted to. And I also would just want, you know, again, like possibly heading off straw men, but also just to say out loud is I went into this with a really open mind. Mm -hmm. Like I did, I advocated for this, like Cole can back me up. Like I was like, Hey, what do we do? What if we do this this year? Yeah. Yeah. Like I wanted to do this. I want to really wanted to play it. We, we, we had Uh, something else in, in, in this game's place. Um, and you know, we're not yeah. going to, we're going to talk about what that is. Um, but you yep. know, we had something else in place. Um, and we did kind of a last minute shit, not last minute, like by, by last minute. I mean, like it was back in, it was like, it was like back in April and it was yeah, like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> what if we do this instead? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I'd spend, spend a long time to play that game, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Like this is something that we steered into. This was not a, this was not a demand from a backer. Um, yeah. anything like yeah, that. This is, yeah. yeah. Nothing like that. I really wanted to like it and i went into it with as open a mind as i can mm-hmm. i can have i just can't get over like the you know bad dungeons and and mindless combat mm-hmm. you know this yeah. just can't yep. so i i'm trying trying folks i know you guys like these these games i know they're they're important to my background and my history mm-hmm. you know as well but it's just you know i want to leave them in the past yep. like in a pretty bad way yeah um so i don't know exactly what that'll mean but luckily we have a year to figure that out yeah um Thank you uh, for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it is, we, you have until the 15th. Yes. So I think that'll be too late uh, for this episode. Um, just by like a little, on, just by like a little, a little bit. Not on early release. On yeah. early release, you still have time. Mm-hmm. On uh, regular release, it'll be a little too late. But if you have things to say about Final Fantasy V um, and you're on early release, or if you have things to say about uh, Way of the Samurai mm-hmm. or Wolfenstein The New Order, uh, hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Yeah. Um, um, or remind- our Sex Month. Uh, yeah. So just a reminder, uh, uh, Wolfenstein, the new order is our, uh, premium episode for this month. Uh, mm-hmm. so everybody will get the, uh, on the public feed, you will get the generalities to get the full feed, um, go and become a patron. Uh, mm-hmm. next month we are going to be talking about Gunstar heroes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh gosh. <laughs> what's it called fire emblem the sacred stones i almost called it fire tactics the stones <laughs> fire, i like fire tactics the stones yeah uh, the, um, no yeah so uh, so fire emblem the sake of the sacred stones uh moving into uh strategy rpgs which i am i'm hungry for that that, that yeah. is the, that that is the crunch yep i love i love strategy games it's the crunch i crave um, mm-hmm. and, uh, the final game, uh, the premium episode for September, uh, is our episode 250, I believe half-life two. Yeah. yeah big, big round number, big, big game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have half, I played half of that. I started playing that very early cause I was hungry for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, half-life two remains awesome. Yes. I, I cannot st- believe other FPSs like forgot how to do pacing <laughs> in the way that this proved you could do it. Yeah. I, uh, I streamed, uh, Ravenholm as part uh, of my, there- as part of my series on horror levels in non-horror games. Um, so good and yeah ravenholm is uh, incredibly good yeah that's uh, it's such a good level like mm-hmm. and just even just down to like level design and stuff oh, things yeah. are just like really really well done in that game yeah i wish valve made games me too still like they're they're so fucking good at I wish it. valve games made games instead of money yeah yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> like if you have to choose yeah. and you don't because those games made money that way like they can make games and money mm-hmm. or just make lots of money yeah and i wish they chose games and money more money than anyone can spend in a lifetime or, uh, you know, and games <laughs> or, 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 or a, be- a beneficial good for everybody. 
Yes. And yeah, mm. you know, almost more money than anyone could, could make in a lifetime. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that's what's going to be uh, after uh, the Wolfenstein episode. We'll have our dispatch. If you're a patron, stay tuned for props. Mm-hmm. And that's when we'll be announcing our games for the uh, for October. Yeah. 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 You know what October is? Mm. It's scary. <laughs> it's um, the, the spookiest month. It's the spookiest month. So that's going to be really great. Um, I love October. It's the best time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're hearing this, you still have time to get tickets and come out to DuckFest. Uh-huh. Um, go to duckfeed.tv slash DuckFest. Uh, we would love to see you there. It is a full day of podcast. Um, it is $15. Mm-hmm. It's ourselves and guests. Um, it is in a historic theater with concessions and air conditioning. And it is going to be a really good, fun time. Uh, all of your favorites will be there. Uh, we got your Jeremy Greers. We got your Brayton Camerons. Mm-hmm. We got your Will Hughes. We got your Cole Rosses. Yeah, uh, it is going to be an absolute blast. Yes. Re- 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 regrettably, we are missing some Duck Feedies people. But, uh, you know, if this goes well, we're going to hold another one uh, yeah. in a different location. Try and uh, get, get get the franchise up. Yeah. A couple of people have mentioned that. And, mm-hmm. yeah, the idea is to do these. Uh, the soft idea now is if this goes well, is the idea to do these kind of around. Right. So if you're like, hey, Cole and Gary never come to my neck of the woods. Mm hmm. That's likely because there's not a appropriate gaming convention there or there's a appropriate gaming convention there that we can't get into. Yeah. You know, um, so we might just throw our own. Yeah. Uh, and that might, you know, if that tips the hat, if that tips the scales of you coming to DuckFest, mm-hmm. like it is kind of contingent on this going well. Right. Yes. Like us doing this. Otherwise, you know, we might just do our third con mm-hmm. during the year instead. Yeah. Um, so uh, we would really, really love to see you there. It's going to be our blast. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then, as we mentioned, patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV. That's how you vote on episodes. That is how you uh, request episodes. That is how you uh, get in your prompts for dispatch episodes. That's how you get bonus episodes. We recently did uh, an episode, a couple bonus episodes of Patreon prompts. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just whole extra episodes of dispatch that are available for patrons. Yeah. Um, whole new shows, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, it is a happening place. Oh. Uh, and real quick, because I think I forgot to mention it before. Um, I was recently on an episode of a podcast called The Short Game. Um, Friends of the Network, Reagan Kelly, mm-hmm. his crew, and I talked about Cadence of Hyrule. Oh, yeah. So we'll go check that out if you want to listen to that. That was a fun episode. Uh, yeah. A fun episode about a mostly good game. Yeah, exactly. That's basically where we all landed <laughs> on it. Like, it's good. It's just not great. Yeah. But it's really interesting, and the music's phenomenal. Oh, of, of course. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. So uh, that was a really fun time. Check them out. They're they're really great. So mm-hmm. support them. Yeah. Uh, if you're able to know. They've done a so. ton of episodes, too. Yeah, um, oh yeah, they've been around for a long time. They they just started a, a Patreon as well. So if you have a couple bucks, oh, throw yeah. them a couple bucks as well. They do good work. Uh, yeah. They do really good work. Yeah, friends of the show. So, um, yeah, and I think that's probably about it. Think so. Um, thanks everybody for uh, for for, for uh, going going through this with us. Yeah, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? Watch out for context. Watch out for context and Neo X context. <laughs> <laughs> um, so X Bossa. Ex-bossa. <laughs> <laughs>